Hey listeners, sorry for the late posts. Uh, we are going to be having this podcast and an additional podcast coming up this week. This podcast was actually recorded several weeks ago after the Game Awards uh, aired on YouTube. And the only reason why it's so late is because we just haven't had time to actually do the edit and get it posted for y'all. We hope you had a wonderful start to your new year and we hope 2022, fingers crossed, let's hope it gets better. In 2011, a crack podcast unit was sent to Colorado Springs by a cord of snowflakes for being too good for the rest of the world. These men, and sometimes ladies, promptly escaped from a world of monotony to the podcasting underground. Today, still wanted by the SJWs of the world, they survive as podcasters of no fortune. But, if you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to the Geek Out Heroes. Listeners, if you hear a, a tinging sound, that's that's my ramené. So I decided to grab some ramené because I've been watching a bunch of anime, and one of them was the Dagashi, and Dagashi talks about ramené. I was like, "What the fuck is ramené?" And then I had some uh, haichu that was the cola and ramené ones, and I tried the ramené. I was like, "That's a fun taste. I wonder how the drink actually tastes." So I went and got one, and it has the weirdest coolest op- like bottle opener i have ever seen and it's literally held together by car by by carbonation pressure so like you have this this <laughs> glass ball at the top that after you unwrap it you have to push no it's the- a full-on glass bead yeah it's, yeah. A, it's a glass bead it, this yeah. would go in your ass <laughs> <laughs> uh but it's got like this this plastic opener on the top that you you just push it down and it pushes the ball out of the top and then after that you just wait a couple of seconds for this carbonation to kind of go away and hopefully it doesn't explode on you you just drink it it's interesting all right listeners so i looked this up and i had to figure out like why was this marble inside of my inside of my my drink my beverage and that's exactly it. It was, it's designed to keep the carbonation in because back in the day they didn't really have caps that could actually keep the carbonation in very well. And this was kind of, it's, it's kind of a callback to the olden days when this was the solution they came up with. It's very creative solution uses the carbonation inside the bottle to push and keep pressure for the uh, marble to not fall out and not drop down and lose carbonation. It keeps the carbonation inside. So a uh, very creative a lot of fun and because it has a very unique shape and a very unique bottle it's a very unique beverage i enjoyed it if you if you haven't had ramen and you like citrusy kind of sprite kind of drinks this is definitely it's a different kind of flavor but it's absolutely worth trying so it's a fun little you know fizzy citrusy drink it's only like you know 6.76 ounces but i mean you know the japanese are small they don't need large drinks <laughs> they're not like sorry, Americans. japan i couldn't resist Oh no! You can you can talk shit. So one of the YouTube channels I've watched is called Food Wars, <laughs> and now they're doing a a U.S. versus Japan, and like the amount of like sizes for comparison is so insane. Oh yeah, like what we consider like a medium is like an extra large to them, and like fountain sizes. 
I have no doubt. That's yeah. what, like that's why when like people sit there and they're like, I don't understand. They have the same stuff we do. How do they stay so thin? Because they have moderation. Yeah, they got portion control. <laughs> they have portion control within their society. It's baked in, and we're just all about all right. Give me more. Like Pizza Hut, like our medium is yeah. their large. It's freaking retarded. America's we're out of control. We are out of control. We are nuts. That's why. That's why they had to get rid of the fucking uh, supersize me meals because it was just it was getting nuts i mean how much like how much fucking soda was a it was it, it was a large it was larger than a large it was, it was like, like a 40 42 ounce or something like it that or 44 ounces crazy. you know you take out the ice and you had like 40 something ounces of cola and then you <laughs> and then you had you know you had the large fry that was still normal but it was just the the overabundance of shit Oh, shoot, like last stuff. night, so I ordered, Man. so on Fridays we ordered pizza, so I ordered some Papa John's, because I'm trying to switch it up, because I'm burnt down Domino's and Pizza Hut. Yeah. It's a Papa John's. Almost every one of the pizzas I ordered, like the mediums, and they were like, two bucks more per pizza, you can get it for a large. For large, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, no, I just want medium, because that's too much pizza. Just the medium, I don't need, I don't need too much pizza. Because I'm just going to sit on that pizza in the fridge if it's too big, and then it just goes out and it goes bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't eat like you used to. Well, I'm controlling myself anyways. That's the reason why I'm down 25 pounds that's now. That's why I said, yes. Yeah. That's, why, that's why you can't eat like you used to. <laughs> no. I could gorge, but I, like, I know like yeah. now, now that I'm getting older, like, it sucks. Yeah. Listeners, it's uh, it's just Anderson and I this week. So welcome Skeleton to the Geek crew. Out. <laughs> welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. I'm not going to do the usual intro, obviously, just, you know, because it's just the two of us. So Well, we don't need to do real fake facts anymore because they come true. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> here's a real fact for you. Uh, Jesse Smollier is found guilty. Yeah. Uh, or Smollett, however the fuck you say his last name. I always want to call him Juicy, <laughs> Juicy Smollier because of fucking Dave Chappelle. But, uh, I just yeah, remember him as the kid from Mighty Ducks that wasn't that great on the team. And he was just a back guilty for being his own attacker <laughs> for trying to, to uh. hoax a race baiting attack. And uh, for everyone out there, if you believed that shit for even a second after hearing that story. It's time for you to look up some new news sources. You really, yeah, you really need to start looking in the independent media, independent media and really need to just look into how mainstream media works. It's not mainstream media anymore. It's It's corporate media. Yeah. Yeah, it's a propaganda machine. It has been for a long time. And I didn't I didn't fully realize just how bad it was until uh I can't remember the channel, but I went through uh, and I was I was looking at some stuff on it. And like there is a channel that Russell Brand had uh, had uh, talked about and since said, you know, go and take a look at it. And it basically lays out the history of CNN and the amount of shit they've lied about through the past 20 years. It's unbelievable how the media works. And you sit there and go, man, you guys just make shit up sometimes. Uh, talked about how like during nine, you know, talked about nine 11 and how, uh, there were no, like after nine 11 listeners right after afterwards, there were tons of numbers being thrown around about how many victims there were and how many were dead, how many were injured. And every channel had different numbers. None of them were getting numbers from official sources because there were no official numbers from any of them. There were no, there weren't even estimates because they had no idea what the catastrophic damage had done to the areas around it or how many people were stuck in the buildings, how many people outside of the buildings got killed. They had no clue. So they were still going with, we don't know. So the number, so, so Fox had different numbers. CNN had different numbers. MSNBC had different numbers and they were all saying different shit. And you're sitting there going, what the fuck? 
So if they were willing to just lie about something as simple as that and just make shit up to try and keep their story going, you know, there's a reason why news should news didn't used to last a 24 hour news cycle. No, and, you would get it, you know, just your maybe twice a day, one in the morning, one in the evening. Yep. And that's why CNN doesn't work is because they can't come up with news that creates a news cycle. The only thing you got on a regular basis was just sports and weather. They have to just make shit up and create commentary. I think a dead giveaway since we're going on this route for me personally is I went to school and thank God I had good teachers. Yeah. For every report I made, I had to state all my sources. Yeah. And my giveaway to nowadays is everything we watch on mainstream or corporate media, they never state their sources anymore. No. Newsweek, there was an article from Newsweek a long time ago, and I can't remember which one it was, but they had made this article. And I, I don't even remember what it was, but I do remember I do remember uh, someone bringing this up because it was actually brought up by Philip DeFranco. Uh, this is a, a ways back, but uh, he had shown pre-COVID. He had, yeah, yeah, he had shown that uh, Newsweek and like every every mainstream media is guilty of this shit. So Newsweek made a story and then Yahoo News uh, quoted them as the source for their own story. And then when you went back to Newsweek two days later, and he used time machine to show this off. When you went to back to news Newsweek two days later, they were sourcing, they, they were citing the source from Yahoo news. They were, they were citing themselves. Yeah. It's hysterical. I was like, that's, that's how your mainstream media works. So if you are getting your news solely from in you know from from Fox, if you're solely getting your news from CNN, if you're solely getting your news from M- MSNBC of all places. If that's where your news news sources are, goddamn, you need to start looking at independent news sources. <laughs> yeah, that's that's part of the reason why Anderson makes a statement of there's no real real fake facts anymore because people keep just turning them into real. Uh it's because people just keep taking whatever's fake and making it their own reality. Well, shoot, I've, I've embraced it. For about two weeks now at work, I refer to my pronoun as leader of the Autobots. <laughs> Optimus? No, I make people say leader of the Autobots. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you make other people do it? Yeah, yeah, I do. Luckily, I've got people, fellow co-workers that have their points yeah, you're, using me that we're all laughing. Your pronouns that are your pronouns that are used unless you're not there. <laughs> you're going to say this when I'm not here. So even if I can't hear it, I know you're using it. Like, luckily, I have coworkers that, you know, they, they have different perspectives than me, but mm-hmm. we all can agree that this world has gone crazy. Yeah, the world's going nuts. It's going nuts because we're letting it go nuts and we're letting other people control it. And we're not taking it back and going, no, you can't do this anymore. This is fucking yeah. stupid. We Don't need to stop dumb. making decisions based off emotions. Yeah. Stop being dumb. Spock, we need you. Just fucking A. If there was a fictional character that we need to be put in the presidential office, it would be Spock. Most logical just person. Just someone logical <laughs> who's not going to sit there and rule by emotion or and stupidity. Just, just, no. Yeah. And not even like an emotional no, just a dead no. We also need somebody who's not going to sit there and tell the media blatantly that you know they're essentially lying to them and not care about it. I don't understand how you can lie that much in your life and not think that there's going to be any kind of consequences to it. I mean, so far there haven't been, right? Well, well maybe that's going to be. Yeah, maybe that's why. Because there haven't been. That's probably another issue we're having culturally. I think that's that why, we maybe don't that's have why, Maybe that's why Jesse thought he could get away with what he said. Well, because shoot. all of his buddies were getting away with saying as many lies as they wanted to. So he was like, well, I can just say lies too. That'll work.
All right, listeners, I'm going to cut this short because this quickly just turns into an area in our grievances podcast, which we'll do at some point. We'll talk about society and what's going on. But uh, basically, it just comes down to we live in a uh, no accountability society where people just they make mistakes and they don't want to hold themselves accountable for making those mistakes. And instead, they blame everybody else. You know, it's your fault that you found out I was lying like that. That shit happens all the time. It's fucking nuts. You could say it's a, it's the root cause of uh, what's happening around you. You have people with no accountability and no one's holding them accountable. They don't want to hold themselves accountable. So zero accountability society. And it's constantly perpetuated by social media as well. Anyways, I'm off my soapbox. Moving on to the gaming advertising of the year 2020 <laughs> it's not the game awards i'm sorry it's not it's well, not really the game awards the listeners game awards, we have given up awards, on the game awards yeah. because people basically pay for the game awards yeah listeners that's how it's it works. not chosen by fans it's, it's chosen by money yeah the game awards is is literally set up the same way that oscars, the oscars are so grammys if you think, now yeah if you think the oscars and the grammys are legitimate they're not okay that if i can't convince you on your worldview of the 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 oscars and the grammys i can't fix anything that you think <laughs> i can't convince you of how the real world actually works at all because you refuse to see behind the scenes of what actually happens and this isn't conspiracy theory shit this is actually what happens so in the Oscars, we found out how the voting you find out how the voting system works. It's oh a joke. shoot! I think to get your movie into the like the Oscars roster, you have to drop a million dollars. In order to get your movie into the Oscars ro- roster, you have to pay a, yeah. an amount of money to the uh, uh, Academy. Uh, and in, additionally, in order for your movie to be considered by the Academy, it has to be. This is why you see Amazon movies and Netflix movies end up in theaters. They have to be in theaters for a certain amount of days. In thirty order days. To qualify. In order, yeah. Unless it's changed, it was thirty qualify. days. Yeah, in order in order to qualify, they have to be in theaters for thirty days. Okay, so that's why you see the limited engagements. The funny thing was when you see limited engagements from things like Cinderella on on Amazon. Yeah, like that's gonna be nominated for an Oscar. So maybe what's, the, what's co- the new Disney I, one? I sneaker Cinderella. Maybe Sneakerella? For, the, maybe for the costuming. Maybe Come for on, the you know you want to watch Sneakerella in theaters. What? Sneakerella. Sneakerella. Oh, the one you're talking about the one on uh, Disney. Disney Plus, yeah. Oh that's my! Coming out. That looks terrible. I saw that and I was like, okay, that's definitely a Disney Channel movie. Like, why is this becoming a big thing? Like, hey, Disney Channel movies have always existed yeah, it's, and they were never nothing, great. It's nothing new. I mean, they they've done in, they've done remakes of different Cinderellas. I mean, you had a well, a good point. Like, I'd bring up yeah, that everybody. One, how yeah, many times has Dracula been remade? Yeah, I mean, Dracula gets remade. You have you have uh, fantasy stuff get, re- get remade. See, Cinderella's been remade so many times. I can't. I I don't even know what to tell. Yeah, we're like, running out of fingers count. and toes. Uh, I mean, you had that Hillary Duff one that came out back when I was in college. It feels like about every three, four years you get a new one. Um, but yeah, I mean, they they had they had they have they have tons of tons of ones for kids. So, uh, I mean, this one's more for a different generation. It's more for kids. So, I'm not gonna. I'm not it, gonna bag it too much. I will tell you, to me, it looks terrible, and I feel bad for any parent that has to watch it. But you know, if it's if the kids like it and they find yeah, something, it looks like an okay straight to if, video movie. Yeah, if they look at it and like, oh, you know, I, I guess can, straight to streaming is not what we're gonna say now. I can have fun with this, then fine. I don't care. Uh, I think we did get spoiled with some high end streaming movies and shows, but back yeah. when we were younger, they were usually cheese ball. True. Oh, I mean, you had yeah. Anything that was direct to video from Disney was just yeah. trash for the mm-hmm. longest time. I loved watching yeah. Halloween Town, but that is just 
watching it now, I'm like, man, this is so cheese. Oh god, this is so Anderson. cheese. <laughs> but you know what? I enjoyed it because I put it on for my I put it on for my gremlin, and you know what? She enjoyed it. That's fun. That's okay. Some of the things you just got to let go of. You got to let kids have fun. Kids don't know any better. And I had that realization when I watched, when I tried to go back and rewatch the Ewok adventure. And then I suddenly realized how garbage it was. And I went, Oh God, I was so delusioned as a child. Like thinking that this was good, man. You're when you're a kid, you just don't know. Sometimes there's, there's some things that hold up. Don't get me wrong. There are some things that hold up, but when you go back and watch like some things, you're like, you have this rose tinted glasses on. We're like, yeah. man, that was so yeah, such a fond good. memory. Why, and you make stupid statements like I've made where you're like, why can't we have something like that? And then you go back and watch. You're like, oh my God, I'm so wrong. And it's stupid. like going back to a PlayStation one game. You're like, <laughs> oh God, I can't do this. Dude, that, that pisses. I think that pisses me off to no end is when people say it looks like a PS one game or a PS two game. Like you do not remember that era very well at all. <laughs> like, I could understand if you said, ah, it looks like a, a 360 game. Okay. That's, that was last generation or two generations, or two generations ago now. But if, if, when you said shit like that, okay, I could see that. But I had friends who would sit there. It looks like a PS2 game. And I was like, what the fuck are you smoking? <laughs> like, looks like a PS2 game. Like, what are you? Are you high? Let me go get you one. No, <laughs> let me go grab PS2 game. Let me go grab the best looking PS2 games that have ever existed. Have you ever you played Tomb Raider on PlayStation one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can look at it and be like, oh, yeah, no, it doesn't look like a PS2 game. There's a reason why in that generation, like Nintendo 64, I think the highest game was probably Majora's Mask. Hmm. That was like that was the height. That was the swan song of that generation. Probably, yeah. I mean, uh, that was. That was that. Well, I mean, that and Orcarina at time were both just groundbreaking games for that generation too. But when you say Song Swang, we're talking about that's probably the highest that would ever be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, that's like The Last of Us. The Last of Us was a swan song for the freaking PS3. I mean, that was how the PS3 went out. Yeah. Was on that game, and that game was freaking amazing looking. Yeah, I loved it. Console. Loved it, it so much I refused to play it, too. Yeah, it pulled it pulled so much juice from that system it wanted to die. But it was oh, dude, like, I remember right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna squeeze every last drop. I, I remember got you out giving of me that game and telling me to play it, and you and I was yeah. playing it. I was like, man, I think I got an airplane in my fucking room. Yeah, it, that that makes that really makes your PS3 just kind of. I didn't need to buy an electrical <laughs> heater for the house. Yeah. I just had the system. Just wants to go off. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, the. You know, getting back to the game awards, the game awards work exactly the same way as the Oscars now. So when something wins, I'm just like, eh, it's not if it's not chosen by if it's not the gamer's choice award, don't care. Because the gamer's choice award is when gamers actually voted in. That's the and real deal. The, that's that, that's the real deal to me. They I will say that at least at least the game that won game of the year this year was somewhat deserving. I mean, uh, it takes two is a very good game, it was a very good co-op game. It's a lot of fun to play. Yeah, I'm not too sure why, like on the money wise, why they chose Guardians of the Galaxy over that for narrative. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Is like usually whatever wins narrative is what's going to be coming up for game of the year. And okay, and I've played when, both games, and I think it takes two was a better narrative. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know because I don't know Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, so I played and beat you, it. I I'll reviewed it. Yeah, it, but uh, I mean, take, it takes two was a good. It was a good game. Uh, the story is it's okay i will say it's it's kind of about two bad parents <laughs> yeah two terrible parents <laughs> two terrible parents uh learning that they're terrible parents learning that they're ter- <laughs> terrible parents but it does have some good lessons in, in in it for the characters and i do like the and main you, boss yeah and you do go through yeah <laughs> you do go through 
uh, a lot of good uh, character development as it goes along. So, um, and it was a smaller studio being backed by a big publisher, but when it was a good smaller studio doing it. Yeah, same it was a studio great thing. who did uh, a way out. Yeah, and they somehow have managed to keep EA kind of at bay. At bay, I I'm hoping, um, but it, it appears to me that EA <clears throat> has had less to say when it comes to their uh, their single player experiences. And um, or or in this case, a co-op experience. This but is probably story, going to be their last related, game because they're going to request the next game to be nothing but microtransactions. Um, yeah, and that's a possibility. I mean, it is. Yeah, uh, it is EA. Uh, but I mean, it's not Activision, right? And we'll get into stuff with Activision later. But uh, yeah, they uh, they they deserved to be nominated. At least I don't know if they really deserved to be, to to win. But I mean, I don't know about most of the choices for this year. There were uh, some strange picks. I mean, there were some strange picks. So it, may, it definitely to me was a more of a red flag showing that the awards were paid off. Kind of, yeah. I will say that I was happy to see that Take Two was okay, or that uh, Take Two didn't go through with their bullshit lawsuit that they tried to pull with uh, It Takes Two, because uh, It Takes Two is up for awards uh, at the uh, Gaming Awards, and uh, Take Two tried to pull a. You got our name. You got our name. Uh, we're gonna. It's not even spelt the same. Yeah, we're we're going to pull a uh, you know, cease and desist a a, a copyright that, infringement. That'd be like freaking Nintendo trying it. to go after everybody who makes a Zelda or Metroid clone, right? Yeah, yeah. It was just fucking ridiculous, and uh, that just sh- that showed how petty and fucking ridiculous the industry is, and not only just the industry, but Take Two. Used hard. to be a good company. Take Two and Rockstar. You guys are on my shit list. It actually kind of takes a while to get on that list. <laughs> I know, but nowadays, man, like almost every triple A uh, developer and a publisher out there, are not that good anymore. Nope they uh, they just keep making bad decisions, bad choices. But the thing is, the reason why we watch and we talk about the Game of the Year awards is because it's mostly just the advertising year, you know, the advertising. It's the new E three because it's the new E three. Yeah. yeah, they give away just nothing but trailers and have tons of premieres. I was and, a little happy that we actually got a blend of actual <clears throat> gameplay trailers. Right. Uh, I was expecting nothing but cinematics. It's kind of funny because the Game of the Year awards are more like the Super Bowl at this point for gamers. Yeah. It's, you're watching it for the commercials. You're you're not, not watching, you don't care shit about the awards. You don't care about the event. <laughs> you're watching it for the commercials. And they had tons of them, and they had a lot of cinematics. I thought ones, they came so. out swinging this time. Kind of, yeah. Uh, I, I, I felt like last year was a lot lesser. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't care about a lot of them, but it, a lot of it is the reason why I didn't care about it is because most of it's cinematic. Yeah. So you have one on here, the, the Star Trek Resurgence. I don't know if that's really cinematic or not because they showed some gameplay, but it wasn't it. I mean, it's telltale. You can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had basically they released two games on that one. Yeah. So they had, uh, they had, sorry, I'm skipping ahead of some of the list, but, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go back backtrack. a little bit, but, uh, let's Star go ahead Trek, and start with so, Star Trek. So we Resurgence. Had Star Trek Resurgence, which is from, t- from the new telltale. Uh, that's the company that bought telltale out and decided that they were going to keep making telltale games. Uh, you have Star Star Trek Resurgence, which looks like it could be a fun experience. Looks like they actually updated their engine. Yeah, it looks like they have a new engine going. They have uh, you know, more graphical fidelity going. They have because for the longest time we were getting Telltale games left and right, and then we took a break for a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, they took a break because Telltale closed down. Yeah, I mean they 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 were literally closing, and then uh, they were this they were other bought company out. bought it they out, were bought out, and sort of rescued. Which I think everybody agrees <clears> we were all kind of getting burnt out on those games. Not necessarily burnt out. I was burnt out on the fact that Telltale was 
just pumping out crap and they were just pushing it out the door because they couldn't, they couldn't monetize really what they were making. They were making games that were decent and, and yeah, they're paid by fun, the episode, but they were paid by the episode. And on top of that, you had, uh, some of them that were in contract, that were, they were under contract that really weren't making them a whole lot of money. Uh, like the, sorry, the walking dead series listeners in reality for game sales is not their best selling game. And it's also didn't have the biggest fan base in, in, so it started out with a big fan base. You had seasons one and two that really did well. But after that, their fan base dropped off and people stopped buying their games. Why? Because the quality also dropped off. Yep. You started getting <coughs> so you a lot more this, glitches. You started getting a lot more of. Yeah. So you started getting games that were being pushed out. They were glitchy. They were kind of, you know, shitty. Because they had a few good gems in there. Yeah. I think uh, Wolf Among Us was probably one of my Wolf favorites. Wolf Among Us is great. Yeah. It's, it's still got some glitches in it, but it's nothing game breaking. Both the Batmans I liked. Uh, Batman is still glitchy as hell, but it's still glitchy. But I agree, but it has, but the story was fun. But Guardians, oh my god, that was unplayable. I actually managed to finish it. Did you? Yeah. On my end, it was just unplayable. But yeah, for some people, it it glitched out, and you just you either couldn't progress or it was so bad you're just like fuck it, I'm done. I'm not doing this. This is just trash. I get that. Um. So with uh. You know, with their games, their quality dropped off, and, and on top of that, they weren't putting out games that were getting getting massive popularity. And part of that, I think, is because they were getting a, a, a reputation of they were just pumping shit out, and fans were like, "All right, well, your games are glitchy. I'm not going to buy your games. Uh, I don't really care for your story. I'm not into this. I'm just going to move on." And you know, it usually had to do with like their contracted license titles and stuff like that that were happening with. So. And instead of actually going along with the um, idea of creating, you know, creating stuff that they wanted to create or things like that, like a wolf among us, they kept continuing on with, Oh, well, we have a contract with DC to make Batman. We have a contract with Marvel AMC to make uh, the walking dead. We have contract with Marvel to make guardians of the galaxy. And people were sitting there going, where's the game I wanted that I would have paid you for the wolf among us was fantastic because you were actually playing yeah. a detective game wolf among us i think was nominated for a game that year was nominated for game of the year awards it was also player's cr- choice critically acclaim- acclaimed it was a player's choice i mean it was it was the game that was looked that was looked to have like this is what you guys should be making right here yeah that's and, one that set the bar yeah and they just moved on to everything else and there was like all right well you're not making my game i'm not gonna buy your other games and everybody wanted a sequel to that one so on top of that they also showed off the expanse with tell with with the other uh the star trek game and uh it's is a lot of people are saying saying okay well hopefully this is a a return to form for telltale like telltale is actually going to be making stories that we actually care about the expanse i don't know anything about the expanse but apparently there's a fan base for it yeah Yeah. fans are really into it and really like the uh the character that they chose for the expanse that's great hopefully it does well um I mean, the Expanse is a show that I know was wasn't that one, the one that was rescued by AM, or, uh, Amazon? I think so, but like it only had like it was originally. It's one of those things where I don't think it actually finished, and so that's why fans wanted more. No, they're still going. Yeah, are they still going? Yeah, they st- they have a new season coming out uh, on uh, on Amazon, I believe. Um, the the thing is, is with the like, I think the Expanse originally started on uh, or started out on Sci Fi, and this was when Sci Fi was changing over to. We don't want to 
put money into shows. Oh, they stopped being quality. <laughs> and they, they just were like, all right, well, we don't want to put money in, in shows anymore. And, uh, uh, we'll, our we'll bar is Sharknado. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they, they sold off, they sold it off and Amazon, I think picked it up. And since then it's been doing really well on Amazon from what I understand. They have At least Amazon doesn't pull Netflix and canceled after a season. Yeah. I mean, Amazon picked it up, had the two seasons that they ran. Sorry, listeners, uh, three seasons, not two, three seasons on sci-fi. And then now three seasons on Amazon. And then Amazon picked it up, made another season. They've, I think they've made two more since then. I know uh, Amazon actually legitimately does base it off view, uh, viewership. Huh? Like on their uh, their metrics, they actually base and shows off viewership. So if it doesn't have enough viewership, Amazon? then yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All of them do that. Uh, Netflix does that too. Uh, Netflix also bases their metric off of whether or not something gets a thumbs up or a thumbs down. If it gets too, if like a show could have tons of viewers, but if it gets tons of thumbs down, they're just like, nope, show's done. There's no way somebody will come back for a second season for this. If it's, if it's that bad, Jupiter's legacy, Jupiter's legacy. God, that was uh, awful. Jupiter's legacy. Uh, just Cowboy put, Bebop. Just, I'm glad just you took the bullet for me on that one. Other things that, uh, that were shown off at the, uh, or for cinematic trailers was, uh, the new Sonic frontiers. That one has my interest, but then again, like I feel like I'm getting burnt down an open world. Yeah. Uh, Sonic has never made a good open world game. Well, Sorry. even if, okay, so if we could talk about the like the Sonic Adventures, even then they were just hub worlds and they were dead. There was nothing to do in the open world unless you were playing Big the Cat, which means you were just fishing. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm open to it. <laughs> but then again, a Sonic game nowadays is either gonna flop or do great. Sonic games typically don't have a good happier medium anymore. Yeah. It's either it flops or it does good. Uh, a lot of people are comparing it to Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild. I don't understand why it doesn't have these, it, it doesn't even have the same animation look. Uh, but everybody already kept making the same comparison. I'm like it doesn't even look the same. You don't like, even need a horse here. Don't you? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't look the same. It doesn't have the same uh, aesthetic to it. I don't understand where that's coming from. It looks to me, the trailer looked like a very empty open world. That's Sonic. my concern. Yeah. That's my biggest concern. It's going to be um, a dead world. But it's a cinematic trailer, so it doesn't represent actual gameplay. And we will have to wait and see what actually happens. Uh, next up, we have uh, Ark Raiders. Um, yeah, free-to-play first-person shooter game coming out. Yeah, so I I had put this down at the bottom, uh, and I accidentally I accidentally put it at the bottom uh, as a double of what you, you'd put in here. But... Uh, I was I originally meant to put it into gameplay trailers, but I didn't realize until this morning when I was doing some review on some stuff, going through the list, that you're right. It is a cinematic trailer. It is. Fuck you, Vargo. I thought I did my homework pretty decent this time. You did, yeah. <laughs> for 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 a change, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, you you did. You uh you caught it, and I didn't. Listeners, my purpose on this cast is I'm actually a pretty good note taker. <laughs> so we Bad had. I supply the caffeine. <laughs> so we had a. Uh, we they had a look at it and I didn't catch the fact like I kept thinking they were showing gameplay because I thought it was a third person shooter. No, supposedly it's a first person shooter, but the entire trailer is shown from a third person view. Well, you know, I, when I was watching this, I remember you telling me because the fact that sometimes we get beer goggles when we're watching, we're watching the most optimized version, not the basic version. Usually, yeah, we're watching whatever they have on the highest performer and the highest best, best monitor to record everything. Yeah. And so like. I don't know why they would show a first person shooter as a third person, as a third person. 
but uh, they, they they have it listed right now, listeners, as an FPS, which is a first person shooter, and it does not say third person. So yeah, because when you play Gears of War, it's listed as a third person shooter. Yeah, third person shooter. So uh, we're just going off of that, but it's a free to play, and I'm assuming it's going to be using a similar model, like four frame stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting world. You know, you're fighting giant mechs. We'll and download it and play it and see what it's like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll see if it's uh hopefully it has some uh, some cross play so I can play it on my PC with the uh, with the guys on their their PS5s or whatever because uh I don't think that's going to be on I I don't remember if they said it was going to be on both or all, all systems. See when I thought it, I saw it I thought it said PC PS5 series Xbox series. Yeah. Okay. So then it would just be on current gen. Yeah. So if that's the case then we'll uh we'll have to see if they have any cross play going on. Because uh, right now that's the only way I'd be able to play it. Because well, that, uh, that game you know, nobody gives, can get gave the vibes for co-op. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up is one that would be an Anderson special. It is the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'll hop on this one. So they announced a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game coming out, coming from Gun Media, yeah. same guys who brought to you Friday the Thirteenth. It looks. The, what I've got off of it is, is just basically a, a, a clone of the Friday 13 just with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The only thing else, I, I did a little more research on gun media and to see what they posted, so it looks like they did update the engine they were using for it. Yeah. If you're, My guess is this is just a fan service game. Kind of like, well... I yeah, mean, it's an asymmetrical like, shooter, which like that's Friday what Friday the 13th, 13th is. Yeah. Friday the 13th, though, uh, did have some love and care. Because over time they added some stuff. They had a single player. Well, yeah, I mean it, it actually took off and it yeah. kind of kind of gained popularity even amongst people who weren't into Friday the Thirteenth. And it actually still has its own players that still play it now. Yep. So, so it'd be great for those guys to get something to play something new. Yeah, I mean, I may not be for me, but I'm not going to knock it. I could totally see this group turning around and eventually making games that are asymmetrical uh, horror themed. Uh, on every single villain until they get to a point where they just have one giant game that has everybody everybody in it. That's if they could get the licensing or keep the licensing. Friday the 13th, we're looking at you. Yeah, until <laughs> the whole Sean Cunningham lawsuit's done with, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah, it's so fucking retarded. So, uh, Which I thought that was funny because when this got announced the day before is when Netflix announced they were doing a Texas Chainsaw movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So... I mean, do you think it just has to do with the fact like just timing? Just timing. Yeah. Gotcha. We could say the same thing. We're going to bring up the uh, the new Sonic the Hedgehog trailer a little later. We just did. No, I'm talking about the movie. Oh, the movie, yeah. yeah. So they kind of coincide. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I think it's just sheer coincidence. I don't know. <laughs> it could, maybe not. Maybe it's a good timing. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think that they... Somebody gets one of so, something yeah. and said, let's go ahead and release so, it. plan that. Like, kind of plan that stuff, so... Or try to, at least. The next cinematic show we're going to bring up literally was like 13, 14 seconds. Yeah, it like is the very definition of a teaser. Yeah. <laughs> so the Wonder Woman uh, video game that's going to be coming out from the creators of Shadow of Mordor. And yeah. that's a kind of a weird thing because, okay, so listeners, as you know, the Shadow of Mordor uh, developers and their publisher, which is uh, Warner Brothers, they have a patent on the Nemesis system. And everybody's going, well, hats. yeah, and everybody's going, OK, well, if you have the patent on it, then when the hell are we ever going to see that ever happen again? Because it only worked in Shadow of Mordor. 
Yeah. So you'd have to create another. There's uh, only two games in that series, yeah. and that's it. That's it. They aren't going to make any more, and mostly because of the way they treated the second one. Uh, so now they have Wonder Woman. Is Wonder like a lot of people are speculating? Is Wonder Woman going to have a Nemesis system in it? It doesn't make any sense. Is it like a Wonder Woman prequel? Yeah, is she yeah. gonna be? Is she gonna be back on uh, the mascara? Yeah, the mascara. Is she gonna be you know fighting like Ares fighting, guys? Yeah, she's yeah. Gonna, be, gonna be fighting other things. Other than, is this gonna be know, kind of like a rip off of God of War? Like what are we what are we doing? <clears throat> yeah, no, nobody really knows because it was literally just thirteen to fourteen seconds long, and it was mostly of just you know close ups of her, her gear, her and, using the uh, whooping herself around. Yeah, going BDSM. <clears throat> so it wasn't you know it wasn't. A major announcement. Uh, I'll be curious to find out what they do with it, and hopefully, we get a good uh, superhero game out of it. Because I am trying, you know, I'm trying my best to try and get uh, be optimistic, be optimistic, uh, optimistic for things like that. But it's it's very hard. I had a lot of things crushing my spirits lately. I think the only new superhero game coming out that I'm looking forward to is a uh, Insomniac's Wolverine. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Because I love Spider-Man Miles Morales, so the Arkham series and the Marvel Spider-Man games are probably the bar. Yep. Next up, we have Alan Wake 2. I am uh, I have a spark of hope, because I loved Alan Wake and American Nightmare. I loved Alan Wake I like and American Quantum Nightmare, Break. and I feel like this game is a decade too late. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see that. Unless they do some major overhaul to bring back people or to introduce a new group. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, it's going to be hard. Like So Alan Wake does have a fan base, listeners, but I don't think it's going to be a big enough fan base to really make sales, make sales yeah, for, for Alan Wake 2. And I think the reason is, is because... Too long. They just waited too long. Like They pulled a Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh, You guys... I, yeah, I mean, Kingdom Hearts 3 didn't sell as well as, as its previous... As they its took too long. They took way too long. That's it. They took, they took too long to make a game that everybody wanted. Sure, if you do sequels to games, you got to keep it relevant. So realistically, you should be pumping out a sequel at minimum three to five years. Yeah, and initially, Alan Wake didn't do so well. Unless you do a huge overhaul like God of War. True. Uh, and initially, Alan Wake didn't do so well. Like the, the it's, original, it's for a the original release. Group. Well, I'm yeah. just saying the original release. And part of that is because of the amount of things that changed from what they showed off uh, at its first E3 showing. Like They talked about dynamic weather, fucking tornadoes and shit like that. Like crazy stuff. It was going like destructive effects and things and like that, that, that never made little, it in the game. Well, there was some, but it wasn't like what they promised. Oh, it wasn't even close to what they promised. Yeah. And a lot of people kind of got ticked off. Like this is during the era of like, oh, we're going to show you off the best of what we have and show you off concepts that aren't going to be in the game. And when you show off concepts that are in the game and people go, what the fuck? This isn't in the game. They get kind of pissed. So it was during that era. But, uh, Alan Wake didn't have a huge following because one, it premiered on the Xbox. It wasn't available on PC for quite some time after that. And it was only on the Xbox. It just now came out for PlayStation. It just now, yeah. The original just now came out on PlayStation. Like 10 years later. Now it's kind of cool that they are building a universe in this situation. Cause now I'm going to play the next game in the series. That I haven't, uh, Vargo has been bugging me to play on. I'm going to get to his control. The newest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually good. Uh, it's hard. The physics are unreal. I've never seen. I haven't seen a game that uses physics uh, that shows physics off the way that this game does. So a lot of people don't know. Alan Wake, um, Quantum Break, and Control all take place in the same universe. <clears throat> yeah, and Control is uh, 
the thing that is more intriguing about control than the story is actually just the building itself. That's like at first I didn't understand what people were talking about. I'm like, what the fuck? Like there's like control. There's really no story to it. There's no story for like, that's at least not one that you'll care about in my opinion. Uh, when it that involves the main character, you, you don't really care about the people, but that building is fucking crazy. And you want to know more about that. And so when they were talking about this new Alan Wake, they said it's going to be a horror survival. So the previous Alan Wake was a pretty straightforward game. You just play level by level. You go from point A to point B, yeah. just having to survive. So what I'm getting from it is maybe they're taking a page out of like Dying Light's book. I consider Dying Light like a first person okay. yeah. survival horror. Uh, or it's going to be just open world and uh, yeah. you're going to be kind of fending for yourself. I got it. Yeah. I have no clue where they're going to go with the story because I feel like American Nightmare kind of wrapped up the Alan Wake story. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm assuming it's going to be. I, I, I am assuming that Alan Wake 2 is going to be taking place in either a different location that where other shit's going down because supposedly, I mean, all of his books are kind of connected to some kind of supernatural. They're power. attached to a supernatural power. So thankfully, they have more places they can go with the character of like not just having to be in the same location. But I like I like to see him go to a different environment. Yeah, I don't I don't know where I don't know where it's going to take place. We'll have to wait and see. I'm open to it. They also had the. <laughs> it's funny we're talking about this without Loach. And I know he's probably going to be like, "Why did you guys talk about this without me?" And he's ghosting my ass because I can see that he saw my message and no response. Next up, listeners, we had Star Wars Eclipse, and uh, it was a cool cinematic trailer. It was. I mean, I, I don't know if it's representative, like the, if the graphics are going to be representative of what they actually will put out because it's Quantic Dream and Quantic Dream did uh, Detroit Become Human. And that game was pretty damn good looking on last generation. So I'd be interested to see what they can do with a Star Wars game. And I'm interested to see what they can do story wise with a Star Wars game. It's nice to see that the license is going to somebody else. And yeah, it's opening up to other developers you know, who is a little more creative than EA. Um, and yes, that's a dig to EA. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, but the, the majority of your, your star Wars development has been shit. At least you finished with, with fallen order yeah, with the exception of fallen order and fallen order. I was extremely skeptical of, and I was very pleasantly surprised and uh, glad to be wrong that that didn't go over monetization and shit that, I mean, they had did have the $10 overcharge for a special edition that gave you a different color lightsaber. Uh, but that's, you know, <laughs> that's up to the consumer on whether or not they're going to pay $10 for that. Star Wars Eclipse is going to be probably along the lines of like Detroit Become Human, uh, Beyond Two Souls, Heavy Rain, those kind of things where you're going to be playing characters that make choices that influence what's going on in the world and what's, you know, what the story reflects on. It takes place hundreds of years before what takes place in the movies and hopefully quantic dream will be able to handle this and actually be able to create a game. That's more along the lines of what the other stuff they've, that they've created and what we've come to expect from them. I don't know if they're going to try and go beyond what they've done before and make something that's like an action adventure or anything like that. Cause they might of, stick with more of the same. Yeah. A lot of people are like, Oh, I can't wait to play as a Jedi again and or stuff like that. I'm like, I don't think you're going to be playing that kind of game. <laughs> I think it's going to be more, you know, I saw this, and you know, I was like, you know, it would be fun this kind of game, like Heavy Rain, but you're playing a smuggler. Yeah, like I, 
I wouldn't mind. It was some moral dilemmas. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind playing something like that. But I'm I'm sh- I'm sure this will be one of those things like uh, Detroit Become Human, where you play multiple people, and their choices kind of influence one another and and change the story as it goes. So, looking forward to that. It won't be out for quite a long time. Uh, most people are expecting it for like four to five years from now. So, <clears throat> look for that. That uh, you know, towards the end of the generation, latter end of the the generation. Uh, when they announce the uh, PS six, yeah, right. So, the other one you have on here, and I could, I did not see this one. So okay, I no so I'll about. talk about. So, it. so nice I, I wanted to bring this one up because this is an indie game that got showed. Okay. Called Have a Nice Death. And it looks like a fun kind of cartoony game where you play as death and you're orchestrating people's deaths. Okay. Yeah, so you, the only thing, like, the only you thing look I, like a little Grim Reaper. Okay. And you're orchestrating. Yeah, the only thing I saw on it was that it was that it's hand drawn. Yeah. And that uh it's a roguelike uh, experience. Yeah. So you die, you come back, and you know, I don't know how that works with death, but okay. Um or maybe you know maybe it's based off the fact of if you failed to kill somebody, you, you get you have to start over or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean that that could be a fun experience. We'll see. I'm sure there it's got a market for it. I I would imagine that a lot of people would probably find that pretty fun. Uh, now since as. we got Game Pass, I'm way more open to indie games. Well, I mean you have yeah. to be. <laughs> I know. You, well, you don't have to. You can just stick to the. Their name brand games. Or no, I'm saying yeah. you, you kind of have to be because the AAA games are just, just keep, not as good just, as they yeah, used to just be. Keep going down and down and down. They're just not hitting as as well as they used to be. So you have Slitterhead uh, is the next one, and I did see the trailer for this, and it is very much Silent Hill. Yeah, it's, Silent Hill meets Parasite. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy looking. It'll be interesting to see if that's how the game actually looks when it comes out because it is being done by a. For the some of the former, former Silent Hill yeah, crews, for, former creative team from Silent Hill, and I don't know if they have a big team or not to make this happen. But we've seen some crazy stuff come from indie indie developers out there, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what this actually ends up being like. Never underestimate indie indies anymore, right? Uh, and then there was the trailer for Gollum. Yeah, I don't know if I want to play a game for Gollum. <sighs> So the way it's being it's being presented is that it's a stealth game, and that sounds very interesting. It sounded very intriguing to me when they first talked about it, but it was talked about years ago, or at least it feels like years ago. It's probably just last year, but it's the COVID pandemic kind of made everything feel like it was double time. Uh, so Gollum, uh, they shut off the cinematic trailer, and the look of him, God, dude, that design is terrible. It made me kind of think of the old Hobbit cartoon. Okay. I could see that, yeah. I was wondering if they got inspired by that. Uh, to me, just it looked like they tried to make Gollum look like a teenager. <laughs> if you were to take his body and just turn him into a teenager, yeah, that's a little too cartoony for yeah, like a it, stealth game. It looks, it looks like he's a preteen, like giant fucking head, little body, but it's there's no wrinkles, there's no like deformations, like really to make him look like Gollum. It's just big fucking eyes <laughs> and i'm like all right well i just want to know because i just start uh, scarfing <laughs> on fish yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it, to me it's like if you took Gollum from the lord of the rings and then had the ai from 
GTA trilogy remake his character model. <laughs> My problem with the game I might have, and I'm not trying to knock it too much because I try to be positive, it's just like Gollum's sole purpose was to go after the ring. That's his only obsession. Well, and, to stay with the ring. Yeah. yeah, to stay with the ring or get after the ring if he loses it, yada yeah. yada. And that we know how Lord of the Rings ends. So how are we making a game off of this? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't even know what the real premise is. Like they've they've said it's a prequel. Like you know, it'd be kind of cool to watch if you're watching him when so. he starts off as a hobbit and he starts to mutate into Gollum. Oh yeah, when he's like a, a hobbit-like creature. Yeah, yeah. a halfling. That'd be kind of different, like the seeing him going down this dark path of starting off like a halfling and then just slowly turn into Gollum. Okay. But I don't think that's what we're going to get. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. Like, you can't really base anything yeah. off of a cinematic trailer like that. And it, you know, basically just shows him going down that chain and setting up a trap for some orcs. Yeah, like why? And and you have no reason, yeah, you have no reason, you have nothing else, and you're just like, okay. Gollum had a hard time fighting off Frodo, so... Yeah, what what is this? Like you know, it's this. Like I said, they said it's a stealth game. Okay, well it's a stealth game, but what is this? <laughs> is it is it a stealth tower defense? Like what what am I doing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that's gonna go. Uh, next up, you have uh, Doc V. Dokev. 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 I think it's Dokev. I watched it. I thought I was watching a full-on blown Japanese music video. Yeah, I, I didn't even see this, so I missed it. So Dokev <laughs> earlier announced before, and this is just a cinematic, and it went on the more on the music of it. What we've seen in the past of it, it felt like it was kind of a rip-off of Pokemon. Yeah. And now watching this, I don't know if it's a Pokemon game or a music game. <laughs> Uh, listeners, if you want to watch some crazy Japanese shit, I recommend looking at the trailer. It was like watching like a like an all girl Japanese pop band music video. I just wanted to bring it up just because it was nice to see something go full Japanese. Kind of like this. when I see those yeah. Samsung commercials that yeah. I don't know what I'm watching at first. It's a Samsung like a Samsung like flip phone commercial. And but you don't know it's a flip phone until the very end. Yeah, it's J-pop the entire fucking time. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck's going on? <laughs> And it was a full-blown music video. Okay. The thing was like four or five minutes long. Gotcha. And the last cinematic one I want to bring up was uh, Dying Light 2. Yeah, to me it was just more Dying Light. <laughs> uh, the vibe I got from it is there looks like they're adding more to the story. They're bringing up other survivors well, I, and their I, interactions. I would assume so, since it's a sequel. If it was just more of the same, exact same, then that kind of defeats the purpose of the sequel. But... To me, it's just more. It's just more of the same stuff we've seen. Like it's not. It's not new. Just give us the fucking game. You've been advertising this thing for years now. About three, four years now. Yeah, and it keeps getting delayed. Just give everybody the game. Give everybody the game so I can stop fucking seeing the tra- the trailers for it. Stop promoting the game if you need to delay. It, if you need to delay it. <laughs> you know, gamers actually appreciate it if you're just up front. Uh, we, just appreci- say, hey, we appreciate. We appreciate. Don't when you're tell just us everything. Just yeah. say, hey, we got to work on it some more. Yeah, we appreciate when you're just upfront. We appreciate it when you when you make delays, but stop making delays and then continuing to advertise and then spend money on advertisement. We're like, what the fuck? You'd rather <laughs> you spend a couple million on the game instead of a couple million on the advertisement. Yeah, it gets very kind of confusing. But I mean, a lot of people are really they're really looking forward to it. It is supposedly finally coming out, and uh, we'll see. <laughs> the only thing I could say from that trailer, if it is actually in the game, that's going to make me, oh shit, is something that can knock you out of the air. Okay. 
just because one of the cinematics part of that is you know as you're going from rooftop to rooftop a fucking zombie knocks him out of the air i wouldn't surprise me i mean uh what's the what are the the ones that mutate zombies, I, I can't remember what they're called you know yeah. what i'm talking about though right yeah the yeah. super zombies they're, that su- mutate. they're super yeah. fast like it wouldn't surprise me if they could parkour the shit out of that place too because that would make me go oh fucking shit because that means i'm gonna have some better reflexes i'm gonna need to move faster all right, All right so now on to some gameplay. They had some gameplay trailers, too. So they have Hellblade 2. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I don't know if anybody else in the group has played Hellblade I've, played, I've beaten it. Did you? Did you have a good set of headphones? I did. Uh, Jess, or my better half, the smarter version of my partnership, bought me some really nice turtle beaches that I listened to. <laughs> yeah, that uh, the first one's crazy uh, to play through. and uh, I highly recommend it. It's really, yeah, it's really well done. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great story. So it's I'm definitely f- a different take on Norse story that we normally get. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to Hellblade two, just because it'll continue that journey and you get to find out what's going on with, uh, you know, Senua. If what you're seeing in the gameplay is her, you know, psychosis or is it, you know, is it, are the others seeing it too? Are the others even real? Yeah. But she's around. Is, is she making this all up in her head? Yeah. So, It'll be really interesting to see how that goes, but they showed off some of the, you know, the giant, like the fighting with like the giant and stuff like that. I was like, that's badass looking. And the craziest part is that it's still a small team working on this. Shoot, I like the first one because the boss fights were actually unique. Yeah. Uh, And uh, I mean, this is from a developer that I think is now owned by Microsoft. So is Hellblade 2 Xbox only or is it still coming to all systems? I think they're doing the whole timing exclusive. Gotcha. Where it starts off on Xbox and then extends. I got you. Or Xbox PC then eventually goes to PlayStation. This is the funny part is the so I saw this and I laughed with the uh, the GTA five. So let's just GTA five's getting a story that's its first story expansion. Air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh no it's not. It's getting it's uh it's getting not its first story expansion, it's getting technically it's like fourth story expansion because they've done story expansions online on gta online since gta online launched so it's not a story expansion it's just gta it's just more gta online you still have to play online it's online only so it's not a story expansion so go fuck yourself rockstar <laughs> thanks for nothing i appreciate I have such little hope for their next upcoming games right yeah i <laughs> you guys have you guys have completely run out of any goodwill I have for you. Uh, between you and take two, fuck. I feel like our previous conversation and maybe Rockstar needs to just take a break and try something different. Yeah, we're all full up here. I'm tired of this shit. I'm not gonna, not gonna keep uh, every know, new Assassin's Creed game now is exactly the same, just yeah. different environment. I'm not, I'm not gonna keep looking for uh, you know, something to change from a company that's not gonna change. So they also showed off uh, Warhammer Space Marine 2, which was more cinematic than it was gameplay, but it did have some gameplay in it. Uh, a lot of people are really fucking excited for this. Uh, War the so the space the first Space Marine actually did pretty well, and I don't know why they ever cre- why they didn't create it. Another one that took too long to come out. Uh, yeah, but this is taking way too long to come out. the The only upside is that Warhammer has such a huge following and such a big fan base is that they should be fine with uh, space marine 2 but the first space marine i believe came out on uh 
360. 360 in the three in the PS3, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, skip the generation now. That's a that's a long gap. And uh that's a you know, that's an Alan Wake gap. <laughs> so they took a long time to come out with it, and the first one had an uh, had a open ending. I'm assuming that this will take place after that, and they will continue that story, but I don't know. Uh, but hopefully the uh, the gameplay is there for a lot of people who are looking forward to playing it. I know Josiah is looking forward to playing it. Unfortunately, he's not here to talk about it, but he uh, he definitely perked up and was like, "Hey, I've been wanting this for a long time." So. Uh, Next up, they also they finally showed off gameplay for Suicide Squad uh, kills the Justice League. And uh, Anderson, I'll let you go first. How do you feel about it? I'm gonna play it. Yeah, but I love Sunset Overdrive. Okay, that was. I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm not alone. Okay, so I sat there. I'm like, God, this looks and feels so much like Sunset Overdrive. It's it's crazy. You know, I saw that like, and it actually gave me a little bit of hope. I was like, okay, they're doing something different. And. Uh, not not saying that's a bad thing, listeners. Yeah. Not a bad thing. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just we were no we no clue where they were gonna go with it. Yeah, it's not. It's just it's just like we had no clue what like, there was how no this way was this gonna was play. gonna be playing like a Batman Arkham game because yeah, yeah. like it, it just this isn't this isn't the game. This isn't the kind of game they've ever made. And we're like, okay, well, this the, this group is not gonna be Batman Arkham. This group is I was not wondering if they be, were gonna go the way of like trying to make it like Gears of War, right? Uh you know, all third, you know, all third person shooter shit like that. But no, it, it it's very much like Sunset Overdrive. It looks like it's just hyper you know, action, hyper action going from one place to the next, killing bad guys. Maybe it goes away like Grand Theft Auto where you just use your D-pad or whatever and you switch characters. And- you have a weird eccentric uh, bad guy from the Justice League show up. And when I say bad guy, because they're all clearly under the mind control of uh, Brainiac. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you'll have a weird eccentric uh, bad guy show up and you're kind of like, all right, well, uh, now this is my fight, which is the the way he shows up is very reminiscent of Sunset Overdrive, uh, De- or, uh, Dead or Ri- or was it? Yeah, Dead Rising. Yeah. Um, Just you have this kind of eccentric personality villain, like look to them and, and feel to them. Old school villain. Yeah. Very eccentric, so, very out there. Yeah, so that's no logical answer why they want to take over. Right. That's what I that's kind of what I expect. I'm like, all right, well, they're just going to be, you know, they're all going to be kind of different uh, than what we'd expect. So, uh, uh, you know, I was giving a little more faith, especially opening up with uh, Captain Boomerang talking shit to the Flash. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, I it, really hope that this, if we're seeing from the trailer, it has some good writing in this. Yeah, we may just this might be a, uh, a yeah. surprise game for us. The other thing that they haven't really explained is, is it co-op? You know, I'm fine if it's not because if it plays like Sunset Overdrive, maybe it'd be just a little more fluid just to play single player. I get that. I kind of want co-op just because there's four of them, though. That's the thing. It's like I don't know how that's gonna work. Well, based off that dialogue, but, I want to be boomerang. But here's but here's the thing. You know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is proven, and even though I haven't played it, I know it's proven that a single player story or a single player campaign can be played with you know three other AI. It can be played with with other AI controlling the other people that are in there well with that narrative and so that story the way over, that story was written out yeah you can only be single player yeah but that was that marvel game i was expecting from square that's what you wanted that's what you that's what yeah. you kind of expected wanted. <laughs> and uh, like you could tell there was so much more tlc done the guardians than was avengers yeah so much more uh so with this but but with this they show more than just one character on the screen it's 
So as long as I'm not, but but as long as I'm not having to go and pick up my buddies because they're getting their ass handed to them, not not playing with other people, but I'm saying yeah. like the AI, I'm fine. As long as I'm not in a Gears of War situation where my you know constantly Dom pick is, up Dom, yeah, Dom is finally you know is getting his ass handed to him every fucking ten every seconds. major fight, yeah. Then then it's then it's all good. So hopefully that's really been thought out. Uh, you know I'm hoping for the best on that one, and I'm actually trying to get some optimism for it. Uh, I am ignoring the fact that yes, it's like another game, and usually usually my mindset would be like ah, it's just stealing from another game. It's borrowing. It's borrowing a lot from another game, but it's well, borrowing nowadays, from another game copycat. that was a lot of fun. So as long as you have, as long as you get fun with it, you do good writing. Yeah, you have a fun story. You have yeah, and some of the humor. You start working on there. some of your glitches and your gameplay because gameplay can kill a game. Yeah, absolutely. You can have a phenomenal story, but if your gameplay is terrible, then a story. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, listeners. The on-screen moment where they had the live-action actress, <laughs> the real actress playing Waller. Uh, on stage doing her whole spiel. I was like, oh, this is like, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm, I'm almost 40 years old. And at this point when shit like that happens on stage to me, it's the equivalent. And, and it, here's the crazy thing. It's, it's been like this for me for years. It's been like this since I was in my twenties of when shit like that happens, it is cringeworthy for me of this is just cheese dick. It, it feels like I'm now in a sci-fi movie. When that shit, when that shit sure. happens, real There's, world is sci-fi yeah, movie now. There, the only time I have ever gotten super excited about shit like that is when Keanu Reeves showed up on stage for freaking cyberpunk. But the only reason I got excited was because it was Keanu Reeves and he wasn't playing his character; he was being himself. I'm completely. He fine felt with, legitimately yeah, excited. It, it felt like somebody who was legitimately excited for what was going on, for what they were doing, what they were participating in, and he wasn't up there just acting. No, it's like when he watched Vin Diesel when he was talking about the Fast and Furious game, and it felt oh, so forced. God, that's that that seems so fucking forced. Oh my god, it's like it it's like when I hear celebrities promoting their films and talking like it's going to be the greatest film ever made. And you can tell in their tone like if they're god, taking it dude. serious or not. I think the only actor that promotes their films that actually enjoys them is usually Ryan Reynolds. Yes, and that's because he actually has a sense of humor, dude. When he <laughs> when he was covering Detective Pikachu, it was fucking phenomenal. Right. Have his wife coming on like he can't break that persona when he's at home, and now I have to take care of the kids by myself. Right. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, he just he had a good sense of humor about stuff, and he knows how to promote things mm. without being fake. Next up, we have. I want you to put down what I said in the notes on this one. So Anderson says, "Cuphead, delicious or delicious last course, poor Vargo. Why is it poor me? Because Cuphead's a fucking brutal game, and you like it playing is. It. it is basically the Dark Souls of platformers." That game is fucking brutal. <laughs> it's fucking mean. So it makes me remember why I loved when saves came into the modern generation right? of games versus old school <laughs> when you had to remember a code. Yeah. So uh, listeners, Cuphead, the delicious uh, last course is a DLC that's coming to the original Cuphead, which is interesting because I thought it was going to be, I thought they were going to do a full fledged sequel. Uh, but I mean, their DLC could be just as long as the actual game. You never know. Could just be. Well, we've just, had that happen. Yeah. Could just be one of those things. Like we just want to use the same engine. We're just going to continue it off of what we already built and just go from there. And that one's hand drawn, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I the, could, that takes yeah. a while. All of it's hand drawn. It's uh, phenomenal looking. The game is the game pulls you in with its cutesy nature and then destroys your spirit. <laughs> uh, but 
a lot of people love it and a lot of people have gone through it and and really liked it. I have still not managed to beat it. Like I said, it's very hard. And the only way to get the real ending is by playing on a normal. So, uh, or hard, but well, I get the results watching Vargo play. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's very difficult, but it, a lot of people really You've love You've got to be like an old school, good Mega really, Man player. Yeah, you have to be really, really on your fucking toes in order to get through that. So, and it's sometimes it's even harder with co-op, uh, rather than with, or rather than easier. I think in that situation, a partner, if they're not on top of their shit, it's just going to be in your way. Oh yeah. Uh, so DLC's coming. It looks like a lot of fun. The advertising that they did for it was fantastic. And uh, at first I was like, oh, this is a lot of cool marketing going on because they had the, the puppets and stuff like that on screen. And I was like, this is really neat. Uh, and then I was like, in my first thought was like, oh, it's a shame I'm not being able to actually see the game. And then they switched over and they showed the actual gameplay. I was like, okay, there's the actual game. And uh, some people still listed it as, uh, it's a cool cinematic trailer, but I'd like to see how the game looks. I'm like, that's how the game looks. Literally, that's how the game looks. It's a it beautiful looks, game. Yeah, it looks exactly like how you saw it on screen. <laughs> so It's like watching an old school cartoon. Yep, that's that was the whole intention. So, uh, yeah. Uh, no idea what the pricing is going to be like. I haven't even checked to see if it's available for pre-order or not. But uh, if you loved Cup, Cuphead, I have no doubt that this will be right up your alley and it'll be just as good as the, uh, the original. Uh, next up they had Forspoken. I have been looking forward to for Forspoken since the first trailer I saw. Well, we I weren't went, too sure if it was shit. a tech demo yeah. or not. I went, Holy shit. This isn't a tech demo. <laughs> uh, that game looks really good. And I am hoping that it, it, that it has just as I'm hoping it when it comes out, it has just as much polish as it looks like it has. And I'm hoping the story is really good too. Uh, it looks like it's a compelling story. It looks like it's got a you know a decent uh, protagonist. So we'll see how that uh, how that all ends up. But there've been a lot of there's been a lot of marketing going on for it on the sidelines of like you know promoting you know female heroes and stuff like that. I'm like I you know what? I don't fucking care. I get tired of that because like it's I, our first legitimate yeah. female hero. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking everything about? Everything is the first legitimate female hero somehow. And like apparently Aloy never existed. And like, all right, well apparently Laura, Laura Croft, Croft doesn't exist. Samus. Samus. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I get tired of hearing that shit. I'm like, you know, stop Blood stop rain. treating stop treating every single instance like it's fucking special. I don't care what the gender is. I don't care what. what the color of the of the individual is give me a good story give me a compelling character that i like and we're solid we are good let's do this so it looks like it's going to have those things in it and that's what i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to experience to being able to try and experience it hopefully it'll be on uh pc at the same time i'm assuming it will but uh Sometimes those games get delayed on on other platforms, you know, rather than others uh, or other other platforms like PC and stuff like that. While they try to port it over, but I don't know what's going on uh, with it right now. We'll see. Uh, when is that? Did they give a delay or did they give a date for that, or did it just say twenty twenty two? I thought it just said twenty twenty two. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, didn't think it was a, a release date or anything. Uh <clears throat> So next up is Nightingale and Nightingale May 24th for Forspoken. Forspoken. It's on May 24th. All right. Well, we'll see if that stays. Might be delayed. You never know. 
So next up is uh, Nightingale. Uh, that is from the Bioshock team. And it's the Bioshock team that split off and they created their, the, the guy who created the original studio for Bioshock left and created his own studio, correct? Yep. Yeah. That was the one where we were really confused as to what the fuck was going on because there was no reason, there was no rhyme or reason that, that was given for why he left, but he left Bioshock to go create his own studio with half the amount of people. He took half the team with him. He took like half the team. He didn't take half the team. Like that was the thing. Like tons of people got let go after he left. There was no like we. I still haven't been able to find any real reasoning for what the fuck happened. Yeah, was there bad blood? But people go back he, on deals. He left. Half the team was fired, and then he took a a small portion, and I say small portion of the studio with him to create his own studio. And create a different game. Never mind the the huge, huge uh, reception there was for Bioshock Infinite, and the fact that there was talks about having a whole other completely new set of games with Bioshock. Yeah, you can keep them going and keeping them going. It's a great and, series. And he left, and we were like, "What the fuck?" Like I had, I was, I was pissed, listeners, when that happened. I was pissed at the at. at I was pissed at the developer. I was pissed at the publisher and I was pissed at him. And I went, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what, what the fuck is going on? You just let all these people go. And then you take a, a small portion of them and, and leave the company and go create your own shit and completely abandon anything with Bioshock. Like it, now keep in mind, listeners, he was working for 2k. He was working for take two and take two. As we know, are a bunch of douchebags. So maybe that had something to do with it. So uh, I will give it a, you know, a. I will give it a chance. A little chance. I'll give it a chance to see what they've come up with. And I would love to hear the story behind why, why all that situation happened. But again, at the time. This game isn't Bioshock, though. There was no explanation for it. But yeah, it is absolutely not Bioshock. It's a multiplayer game. And it's like a kind of a world building game, kind of like a uh, Ark Survival. Yep. There's more emphasis on the more of the fantasy kind of stuff. Yep. I was watching some of the gameplay and like the part where a giant comes in and just destroys your village. Yeah. Is it making me go, "Oh fuck me"? That's. <laughs> hopefully, it doesn't take a lot of time to invest into a village. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully, I'm not on a timer here because if that's the case, I'm fucked. You know, I had fun with Ark Survival, but I had more fun when it was a private server and you can kind of modify the settings where things didn't take forever to build. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's it'll, it'll be interesting to see what it actually looks like when people are playing it. I'll probably see other I'll probably watch other people play it before I ever try it myself, you know, uh, and has me on the fence. I think I'm yeah, you know, the, all the way a little bit to see what people say. Yeah, because the last time we've tried something like that was with Ark and Ark. While interesting and could have been fun, it had a lot of griefers, and it had a lot of problems for beginners. And, and that's the where you were better off of private servers. Yeah, and and I couldn't get into it because we we literally couldn't have a game without somebody fucking coming in and. And the other shit. issue we had is that it forced you to be attached to the host player. Yeah, if you're going to do the uh, the private games, yeah. yeah, then you're on a tether. You couldn't go and gather resources apart from somebody else. You couldn't do other things apart from somebody else. I know Miles uh, and I probably could 
a good 40 hours in that game. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, Miles brought up a curious thing since I brought up the tether thing. And Miles brought up a curious thing of, like, maybe that's why Halo Infinite was delayed because they couldn't figure out how to make it without the tether. So they're still working on that because you can, like, there are, you can play Far Cry and go anywhere you want without the other person. Yeah. Uh, we just got done do what? You could never Not do that. Too long ago, we just finished a new dawn. Yeah, you can never do that in Halo. So I'm curious if that's maybe the the reason why. But uh, moving on to other things in news and partial gameplay. It's not really a gameplay trailer. It's a gameplay demo. But it's uh, demoing how Unreal Engine Five can look on consoles. And uh, the reason why they put it on consoles is still kind of questionable to a lot of people because there are plenty of PCs out there that destroy the current generation as it is now. I'm kind of curious. And people want to know why, why is is there more PCs or consoles than households? There are absolutely more PCs than consoles. That's (laughs) another curiosity. Uh, Question is, are there more high end PCs? And there are cards. There are consoles. That's a good question. Don't know with the shortage of graphics cards. I have no idea, but a lot of people wanted to know why this was not being put on PC. And I think I know because consoles have always been limited by so much and have never really been able to show off any new tech to its fullest or to full potential. And I think they wanted to show you that, yes, the current consoles, the current generation you have is actually very powerful with our engine and can do lots of great things. Now, if it can do great things on an, on a console and it's being shown off on the PS five, and I will tell you this right now, listeners, the PS5 is weaker than the Xbox Series X. But if it's playing on the Xbox Series X, it's playing on the PS5 and the Series S. It's playing on all three of them and it's not streaming. And it looks pretty fucking good on everything it's on. Imagine what it can do on a high-end PC. So if it's running well on those and it looked fucking incredible then it's going to look awesome on a pc so at that point you don't need to worry about it (laughs) so here's the thing anderson got to actually play it i didn't get to play it i got to see it because i don't own a ps5 but or anything uh anything that'll run it right now uh but i got to see i wasn't really impressed with the on rail stuff and i told anderson this uh, uh earlier today that uh, the Unreal stuff, Unreal stuff can be faked. It can be kind of, you know, there are things they can they can do to kind of finagle uh, what whatever's well, going on. Well, it's sending the camera in a certain direction. Yeah. It's a set camera so they can do what they want. And they can make sure that they can give you the highest quality possible on an Unreal's experience versus a open world experience. And at first I wasn't really impressed because it was like, ah, oh, it's Unreal's. Okay, I've seen, the, I've seen Unreal stuff before. I've seen stuff that looks just as good with this kind of experience on other things. And then when they showed, oh, it's also open world. You can walk around. And I went, oh, shit. Like that actually looked pretty damn incredible. And the fact that you could, you know, manip- you could you could go into the photo editor and manipulate uh, where the sun sets mm-hmm. and stuff like that and watch the active lighting. Uh, More than just that, work. actually. Huh? More than just that. Oh, yeah. I've seen like I, I watched a whole thing. I, I spent a good like, two is, hours just fucking with it. This thing is crazy, and the city is massive. It is huge. That is probably one of the largest cities I have ever seen. Put and it's in a demo. It's a fucking demo, and I'm sitting there going, Jesus Christ! Like 
this means you could literally make a one-to-one city in a game and you don't have a whole lot of reasoning other than time spider-man <laughs> <laughs> to do this so we'd love to play in new york so we can actually do a real new york yeah i like i, I would love to see a one-to-one uh on lots of stuff don't do colorado springs it's too bearable we got too many curvy roads Colorado Springs sucks. <laughs> it's just a giant fucking suburb anyways. So that should have been broken up into multiple towns. So the tech demo, when you play onto it, it starts you off as a rail shooter. You're kind of playing just this random character. It was kind of cool. It shows off a video of like how you're switching to live action actors moving into mocap. I'm talking about it. The open world is where it gets really fun. Yeah. So on this tech demo, it allows you, as you're playing or in photo mode, to mess with the settings. Yeah. Uh, daylight, uh, population density. Yeah. You how you want to attach the, the pixels. Yeah, you can turn off the matrix filter. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty. So bonkers. I spent some time doing. Really, as much to do except for literally physically run around, be a drone, and kind of just look at everything. Drive or drive. And what I was not expecting was when I was driving that they were going to put real-world car damage. Yeah, they actually have, like, collision damage and stuff like that. Like, So I wrecked a few vehicles into a street post and it didn't move. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point when I was playing this demo, I went full burnout and it was fun as fuck. <laughs> I go as fast as I can just wreck as many cars in one go as I could. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that that whole thing like i said i was i wasn't impressed until i saw the open world and i went holy shit like this is actually pretty incredible pretty impressive and the the whole reason why they created it was like a lot of people are are speculating that oh it's going to be there's going to be a matrix game you could only hope but the real reason why this was put together was to show you just how good the unreal engine has gotten and the unreal engine 5 hasn't been fully released yet and they've been wanting to show this off to the public for a while. And one of the things that they had a problem with was uh, when they originally showed it off at one of the the developers conferences was that some of the systems weren't really reacting the way they wanted them to. And they wanted the lighting systems to like, uh, like Lumen wasn't, it wasn't working the way it was supposed to with up close objects. And they wanted to make sure that, when it worked, when it were, you know, if it, if it contacted a bottle, if it contacted a piece of, uh, you know, a puddle on the ground, if it contacted even just the smallest objects that it was actually creating the correct shadows and the correct texturing that it was supposed to. So they had to go back to the kind of back to the drawing board when they had a lot of, uh, complaints about people saying, eh, it's not really, it's, it's nice. It's a cool step, but it's not quite there. And that was the thing that they came away with a lot of angst of, of like shit. Like we thought that this was going to be the thing and that everybody was going to lose their crap over it. But it turns out it's not as good as it's not quite as good as we had promoted it to be. So they started going back to the drawing board and, and doing some more things. And one of those things was, you know, fixing the lighting engine, making sure that textures, all textures kind of uh, react to light. And, uh, They've definitely shown it off here. Like some of the stuff they're still working on right now is uh, with uh, ray tracing. And because of 
the way that the the way that it works in the demo is that Lumen is uh, so the Lumen is their lighting system and it works in this in this game. It's hardware based. It's it's running off of hardware acceleration instead of software acceleration. Software acceleration was where it failed. And once they showed off like, oh, no, when you localize it to hardware acceleration, while software acceleration is nice and can be a quick fix for older systems that can't handle it, newer stuff that's coming out that's more powerful will be able to use more hardware acceleration for this. And this lighting system is going to be completely revolutionized. It's going to change ray tracing within the engine. So they're wanting to show off these consoles of saying, look, these consoles can run this stuff and look at it now. The draw distance was unreal when I was looking at some of those. I can only imagine what it would feel like playing it. Is there going to be a Matrix game? You can only hope. But right now, the tech demo is literally just to show you how far your graphics are coming. Because uh, I was watching a Digital Foundry video on it, and they were talking about it. And the thing that made me laugh was when they were when they like one of the guys had just gotten done messing around with the demo. And he's, he messed around with it for. And over an hour just walking around experiencing that's been a good hour just playing burnout like, on it what and one of the craziest parts about it anderson so uh one of the things that they've shown off was uh the chain link fixes fences in the game chain link fences fences in any game have always just been a pattern it's just yeah it's it was not, a pattern wall yeah it's not that in this it's it's actually completely an object and actually every link is is a oh, physical no, object. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all physical objects intertwining with one another. I crashed a four real, into one. Yeah, to create a real chain link fence. It's crazy. Uh, the other thing was exist. pretty crazy. Actually, was the uh, the piers. The what? Well, I was checking out the piers. Yeah, one on the waterfronts. I was not expecting that one either. Yeah, that's it, like it's just nuts. And the guy, like one of the guys on, like I said, one of the guys on Digital Foundry was talking about that, and he goes, he just got done looking at the chain link fence and completely having his mind blown by that and he leaves and he goes onto twitter to talk about it and one of these guys or one of the guys that he knows is talking about is having an argument on whether or not the current consoles could run a game from 2020 that was on pc that was just like oh it's it's amazing like he's sitting there going he's like just from a year ago and he's like he's like sitting there like thinking about what he just experienced with the unreal 5 and he's like yeah of course they can run it like duh they they're much more powerful than you think they are and they're actually able to do some some great things but it really listeners it really depends on the engine the engine has to be catered to that so while anderson was flying was playing it he said like he said they're going like i hope that you know what was it bethesda is watching this yeah i was like i'm hoping bethesda is watching this shit because they got to get rid of like creation system yeah you're bethesda I don't know why you've you've stuck to your guns on the create the because you are like creation engine. They're the guys who go to a family dollar instead of a Walmart the shop. But you're like I mean the whole thing with creation engine originally was like you guys you couldn't even get a character to go up ladders. Couldn't even get a character to go up they ladders. Still can't. The simplest fucking thing <laughs> on the planet, and you couldn't get it to do it. They still can't. And I would be amazed. Well, they showed they they showed it off in the trailer. The character going up the ladder that was kind of the big thing. Their big thing, like Creation Engine Two, supposedly allows this. I'm gonna laugh my ass off the moment somebody gets your next game in Creation Engine Two, and it it breaks or they find their glit. They find the the same glitches that were in the last Creation Engine, because you guys refuse to just move up in tech. You can't tell me that basing something off of that old engine 
and calling it number two is really that big of a difference. So yeah, creation engine two. Good luck. <laughs> uh, so next up, and this was something that uh, I think we're all kind of. I'm looking forward to it at least. I mean, I'm totally. I'm sold. Yeah. Uh, the Sonic Two trailer. Sonic the Hedgehog Two trailer got released. Yeah. I done lost my marbles when they showed Knuckles. Right. I mean. I uh, I think the the part of the trailer you got that showed Tails was spot on. Okay. I yeah, the trailer's kind of kind of convoluted on where things events take place, but I think I like the fact they're keeping the relationship between uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but the uh, the main human and Sonic are staying together. Yep. So that tells me that character is probably going to be like the Sonic's uh, voice yeah. of reason. Sonic's been going around <laughs> pretending to be, be Batman, Batman. <laughs> Blue <laughs> Justice. Uh, I think Jim Carrey has been. I think he's going to knock it out of the ballpark as Doctor Robotnik. Oh yeah, he did it the first time. I think he's going to do it again. Yeah. And so, they're finally introducing the Chaos Emeralds. Or a Chaos Emerald. Alright, so, yeah, I mean, it it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. You have Dr. Robotnik somehow convincing Knuckles that he's the right person to team up with and that Sonic is, you know, evil or, or needs to be stopped. Uh, so, okay, if you're... I'm a huge Sonic fan, and this is why I'm, I'm so judgmental of the games. So, in the storyline... Knuckles' job is to protect the Chaos Emeralds. Yeah. Chaos Emeralds and Nerd Talk is basically the Dragon Balls. Yeah. He who controls all Chaos Emeralds is basically a god. So, uh, if you knew anything, especially because when they did the Sonic Adventure games, they kind of retold the story a little bit better. Dr. Robotnik manipulates Knuckles to thinking that Sonic's trying to steal trying them to all, steal. while Robotnik is just taking them all under the rug. So, I'm wondering in this movie if we're going to get Metal Sonic. Or oh, teaser the, him at the end of it. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It looks like a fun video game movie. They did it last time and they proved that you can make a fun video game movie. Yeah, and it doesn't have to necessarily be exactly like the video games. I mean, yeah. granted, Sonic the video doesn't really have much of a story. doesn't have much to go off of. It's a pretty basic story you can follow. So, uh, it kind of gave them that free, a little bit more free reign and the, you know, their, be- their best their best decision was changing the, the design. Yeah. Changing the design. That was and they listened to fans job. and that's all they had to do. Yeah. So, uh, I still think the greatest video game movie of all time is detective Pikachu. Well, yeah, but yeah, but that's a whole separate that's a reason. Whole separate reason. <laughs> um, but Sonic looks like it's going to be a fun, I'll probably go to the theaters to watch it, get some popcorn, probably if I were going either watch it. Yeah. Next up listeners, they, they show, you know, we got to see a update from, uh, Sony. Sony from for Spider-Man uh, across the Spider-Verse. I actually didn't watch it. No? Nope. Didn't want to. I was like, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. I'm not going to say nothing. Yeah. Uh, it is a good teaser. It, I know at some point somebody's going to ruin going to ruin something for me, but. But you're getting the vibes that they kept notes from the first movie. Yeah. What I liked about this teaser is it shows another animation style. All right, cool. Yeah. So it looks like they're sticking to their guns, and each Spider-Man from each universe has its own animation style. All right. Yeah, and I'm assuming that... And it is a teaser. Yeah. Like, assuming, you don't get much story, it's just a teaser. Well, I'm assuming it'll, like the like the ending suggested to uh, the original, it'll involve uh, 2099, so... 
I, I will tell you in the teaser, you do see Spider Gwen and you do see Miguel O'Hara. But you saw that you saw them. You saw them in the last one. one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know they also, when they announced this too, they said they are going to introduce some of the more random Spider-Man into this. Okay. Like a pig? Just like the like pig Spider-Man pig, pig or yeah. a mecha Spider-Man. Alright. But you know, as long as they have fun, because that first one was a great story. Oh yeah, I enjoyed the first one a lot. It's it was a great soundtrack. It's the best Spider-Man, I think. Movie. I think you know, obviously that movie hall is probably going to be a big inspiration of Far From Home. Yeah, I would imagine so. At least I would hope so. Uh, I'll watch Far From Home. I just after these last couple of years, my ex- expectations is at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, since we're not, like since we're not going to do spoilers about that, like listeners, if you want to know anything about it, just go online, check it out, and see see what you think about it. Uh, I will say it makes me excited for it. I'm looking forward to the uh, to the sequel. Uh, they did put an announcement on like a, it's going to be next year when it gets oh, released. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there's there's no doubt it's going to. I think I think it was like October or November 2022. But uh, you know, with uh, Spider-Man coming out uh, this next week, and the I like I I would assume that with Spider-Man coming out next week, they'll probably have an advertisement for it in there. That's probably what's going to blow it for you. Yeah, so that'll probably blow it for me, but. I'm sure it won't be anything that's too that's too major. I just didn't take a look at it. I was like, I don't know if I want to have anything spoiled for me, but uh, I'm sure it'll happen regardless. It's it's almost unavo- it's almost impossible to avoid that stuff nowadays. Next up in uh, news was Ubisoft uh, was talk or has been talking about their uh, or showed off. It's not really showed off. They they. They're trying to step advertised. In the, they're trying to step <laughs> into the realm yeah, of NFTs. Yeah, promoted their NFTs that are coming up, and they were instantly dunked on <laughs> by the community. The the gamers instantly ste- stepped on. And were like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, and here's the thing: it's a good question because the reason is because the way that NFTs work is all all of NFTs are a scam, listeners. I will say this for uh, NFTs are a fucking scam. I will break it down to as simple as I can. NFTs are digital assets that yeah. you could put real world money value on. Yes. They're a scam. <laughs> but at the same time, you got to remember it is a digital asset. It's not just that. It's it's not just that it's a digital asset. It's a digital asset that simply is unique by a number. That's it. That's the only thing that makes it unique. That's the only thing that shows that you have ownership for it is that you have it by that number. That's it. It's a fucking scam. NFTs have been a scam since they first created them. The fact that people have made millions of dollars on them shows you just how dumb the rest of the world is, that they can't figure that out. You're getting some, you're getting, you're giving something for nothing. You're not getting anything back in reality. So here's the funny part with the NFTs within games. Unless you're willing to create a full cohesive universe where these things are usable across the board from, you know, watchdogs to, Ghost Recon to whatever they come up with, the, the next Splinter Cell that keeps being Assassin's Creed, whatever. Assassin's Creed, whatever. It's not useful and it is pointless. It's just like buying a cosmetic for end game. It has no value except for in that one particular situation. It is about as pointless as owning a digital sport or a digital like fucking collector's card for a sport. You have a you have a digital card. Someone's going to be smart enough to have their own code, and they just like, make their own. The fact that NFTs have made it into into fucking trading cards is unfucking real to me. The fact that there are NFTs with digital art that's basically just a JPEG is and the whole thing could be unreal. preventable. If people just not giving money. Yeah, 
all of it's preventable, yeah. preventable by, by not giving money, not giving into the lunacy of somebody else that says, oh, this has value. Does it? It seems like it doesn't. And companies only understand money. So, yeah, it's. Ubisoft was was dunked on deservingly so. And what's even funnier is the fact that they're not the first ones to sit there and look at NFTs. NFTs are being looked at looked at from Activision, EA. Oh, it's more than just they, that yeah, now. Activision, EA, Microsoft's brought it up. Uh, uh, Walmart's now hopping in on it. With what? I'm not too sure the full details, but even like that's how ridiculous this is. God, dude. Like these companies are trying to find ways to make. Yeah, squeeze this, that F penny out this of everybody. Shit would make sense. Would only make sense in a world of Ready Player One. Where it would still be seen as a scam by anybody in the real world. But we our technology is not there yet. Yeah. We're not there. We're not living in the matrix. What the fuck is this? Our VR is still not there yet. Um so yeah. Uh, so speaking of things that just are completely mind bogglingly stupid and you're going, what the fuck, what the hell is going on? Uh, PlayStation has, had, had an executive who, uh, was fired recently and hopefully he's going to be arrested. I don't know how that's going to work since he was caught. He, he ended up getting caught by a, uh, non, uh, law enforcement affiliate or, uh, you know, non law enforcement affiliation. Uh, he was caught by a third party uh, person on YouTube who specializes in, in outing, catching pervs. Yeah, outing per you know, outing pedophiles. Uh, and that's exactly what this guy was is a pedophile. Um, but a Sony executive, when you sit there and go, What the fuck's going on? What the fuck's going on? How the fuck how the fuck do people like this? Oh, God, like I don't understand. This is why like I said, pedophiles, just burn them. Listeners, I'm sorry. So this it's, it's, a Sony exec, this group called a Sony exec, sexually soliciting to a 11 year old boy. Yeah, he tried to sex. He tried to solicitate sex from a uh, underage, what 15? No, it was like 11. 11 year old, 11 or 12. A child. I've heard multiple yeah. ages. So uh, a child, someone who is not 18. He tried to solicit sex from, and was outed by the group that caught him. And, uh, I mean, he, he showed up to a meet and that's how they got him. So he's been let go. Uh, this person should be let go and put in jail. Uh, do not pass go. Do not collect $300. Get the fuck out. You don't belong in society. You are a a non-contributor in my opinion. So yeah. Uh, when you sit there and you say, oh, well, maps should be protected. This is the kind of fucking people where they're talking about. This is the kind of person that they should, they should, that they want protected. Oh, but he was acting on it. What, what's to say this wasn't his first time. What's to say this was, what, what's to say this was, was even just his time. first time. What, what if, it, what if it was just his first time? That means that for a long time he didn't do it. And then suddenly he decided to act on it. So still. Ended up trying to act on it. You act like these people are normal and that it, they can't help it. I'm sorry. I know they can't. It, that might be the case. They might not be able to to help it. Then if they can't help it, then they should be fucking chemically castrating themselves and preventing themselves from ever harming a child and ever coming near a child. But that's not what you see. What you see is they try to indulge in their fantasies. 
And that's what he did. So how the fuck did somebody get like, you know, how, is, how the fuck did somebody fail upwards like this? Fuck the Fino. He hit it pretty well, apparently. He was already fucked on the head. So, yeah. Awesome. Good to know we have uh, we have them everywhere yeah. in power. So, uh, moving on to uh, Activision, speaking of people in power who shouldn't be in power. Uh, so, there's more developments going on in Activision. You have the U.S. State Treasury Department getting involved with uh, what's been going on with Activision and uh, looking at how they've essentially been making money and uh, the practices that have been going on within the company. And uh, this is what we were talking about listeners a long time ago when we said that uh, states or whenever, whenever the federal government or any kind of government gets involved in these kind of situations, it should never get this far. And the only reason it gets as far is because nobody puts themselves into check and nobody says, Hey, we shouldn't do this. This is immoral. Instead you have everybody. Well, I want to get mine. I want to get what I want to get out of it. And I don't care about anybody else. That's why you have executives who are pedophiles. That's why you have executives who, when a stewardess of their own private fucking plane complains about being sexually harassed by the pilot, you fired the stewardess instead of going and talking to the pilot. Totally makes sense. Way to go, Bobby Kotick, you fuck. That's kind of that's some of the stuff listeners have been talking about about how a lot of things have been coming out about Bobby Kotick and how he is as a human being. And he's a piece of shit too. So, um, and why Activision should have just gotten rid of his ass instead of hiring a committee to look into. And when I say hire a committee, it's headed by two board members to look into everything that's going on within the uh, company and all the complaints. And you're going to find out pretty soon how many people they fire. Activision is a piece of shit company. And that's the, what the, the really the firing that recently happened is what prompted the U.S. Treasury Department to go in. It's six states. Six U.S. state treasuries that are hopping in on this. Yeah, that's it, when, when when you actually have the government going, OK, we might need to look into this. What the fuck are you guys doing? We, it should never have to escalate to the government having to step in. Like, maybe. You're done the, fucked yeah, up. Maybe the reason this is happening, Activision, is because you guys fucking suck and have no morals. You have no moral character to put yourselves into check. You have no one at your company saying, hey, we shouldn't do this. You're all just out for your fucking selves. And when I say you, I'm talking about the board members. I'm talking about the heads of VA or of uh, Activision, not not the employees. The, your regular employees don't have any of these fucking say. They don't have any, of these, any fucking control in this. It's the guys who are in your leadership, all those pieces of shit who just fucking do whatever the fuck they want because money. Then you on top of that, you find out that uh, they found out that uh, the letter that was issued by uh, what's her butt that was the part of the the Bush campaign, the one that tried to tried to ignore uh, the torturing of uh, prisoners in Guantanamo. Um, it turns out that that letter that she wrote was just signed by her. She didn't write it. It was written by Bobby Kotick and sent to her Jesus. for her to write or for her to, to sign and approve. That was it. So yeah, while he was sitting there saying, we, we value what's been going on. We're sorry about the, the tone deafness of other people within our company. He was the one being tone deaf. Fuck me. What the hell Activision? You guys, you're a garbage company. Get your shit together. Get all your shit, grab it together, put it in a backpack, get your shit together. 
And unfortunately, the only way this is going to get, I think it's going to be fixed is for fans. Stop, stop buying your games. giving them money. Stop buying their games. Stop giving them money. Don't don't give them one fucking cent. If you That's want this industry to change, stop the giving way. them money. Yeah. Literally the only way it'll stop. That's the only way. Like I tried to be the nice guy. Like, oh, okay, I can understand why people would give money because you want to be able to support the developers. I totally understand that. Listeners, I absolutely do. But if you want it to actually change, the only thing that makes them change is not making money. When they suddenly realize that until we change, until we become better as a company, people aren't going to give us a goddamn cent. Well, sorry. That's that's what's going to happen because they don't give a shit who they fire. They're going to fire a developer even if this even if it's successful. They've proven that. Visceral games. Like that that's been proven yeah. throughout the industry. That was EA, but still. Yeah. The EA, if EA Same is going to do that, yeah. Activision does it. It's not like Activision doesn't get rid of successful departments. They've got they they fired 800 people. I don't think any of the original uh, World jobs. of Warcraft World of Warcraft team is there anymore. I think they fired all of them. Oh, the original? Yeah. World of Warcraft team wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. I think they terminated all of them. Uh on a game that I mean, made you find, them like you find out like, them. you find out about all their pra- like all their practices. Yeah. So like they talk about how like oh yeah we believe we believe in women you know women should have equal pay and all that stuff. And then you find out that the only reason why uh, the original uh, co was the co uh, director or co like CEO I can't remember uh, had she was the co head of of Blizzard. The only reason why she ended up getting the same pay as the other, the the guy who was in the same role. They were literally doing the same job listeners. She had been in the industry almost as long as he had. She had been, she had been elected to the same position of power, exact same position of power. This isn't a, this isn't a, uh, an argument of somebody being like, let's say somebody who is been a manager for 15 years, making the same, making more money than somebody who just became a manager that year. She had been in positions of, leadership in the she same had just as much seniority yeah she had just as much seniority as this guy did and she got she got put into the same position of power they were literally co-leaders of blizzard of blizzard and the only reason they increased her pay to match his was she threatened to leave the company that was it now that's not unusual in the business world where somebody has to threaten to leave the company in order to get paid more but just to get paid the same that's not okay. <laughs> like those are the, the like listeners. I'm not That's somebody who subscribes. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not so, a person who subscribes to the equal pay, you know, nonsense that's pushed around. Most of that crap is completely made up. Like with the women's soccer, you want to talk about equal pay. Turns out women's soccer makes more money than men, than the men do. And the only reason why they got pissed off is because they, they chose a different contract than the men do, which stated if they win more games, they get more money and the women chose the wrong contract. So that was their own fucking fault. And nobody likes having their own, having their own faults thrown back in their face and be held accountable. But that's what happened with them. In this case, this is a case where somebody was literally doing the exact same job. I bet you she was doing more. Had the same, had the same seniority as the other person. And was being paid less even after she had asked for an equal pay match. She got the job. She asked for equal pay. They refused to give it to her. But I think it was a year later, she threatened to leave the company if they didn't give her, if they didn't give her matching pay. They finally gave her matching pay. Suddenly she makes the same money as him. 
that's fucking ridiculous. It should have never gotten that far, but that's how immoral these fucks are. That's how immoral Bobby Kotick is. That's how immoral Activision Blizzard are. They don't give a shit about anyone who works for them and they will shift the blame as much as they can. And that's what's probably going to happen here. They're probably Bobby Kotick's probably going to say, oh, well, I didn't have any say in that. That was that, that was this manager. That was this person. And they'll just blame it on somebody else. Plead the fifth. Yeah. He's a fucking piece of shit. He knows it. You have millions of dollars. Why the fuck do you care what I think? I don't know where it's going to stop. Is everybody's going to start boycotting their games. Listeners, you got to start boycotting these guys. You got to stop giving them money. Stop giving them money. I stopped giving Activision money. We come out in the next Call of Duty, don't give them a single penny. I stopped giving Activision money. I've stopped giving EA money. I think the last thing of EA I got was the Mass Effect trilogy. That was it. Yeah, I'm probably not going to. I'm not I want to get Dead Space, I'm but not I'm not going to give get, them the money. Yeah, I'm not going to get Dead Space. I'm not going to get Dragon Age. I'm not going to get uh, uh, the next Mass Effect. I'm just going to say, fuck you. Until, you. until you change as a company, until you start doing the right things, until you actually start living with some fucking moral fiber, I'm not giving you a goddamn cent. Anyways, listeners, no more rants on that. Sorry. It's just really infuriating to see how immoral the world's becoming and how just fucking it affects everything, how blatantly it affects everything and how little people care about it and don't, and and don't try to do anything about it. So, uh, and you and I, as, as customers, we can't do anything but vote with our wallet reviews. Moving on to reviews. We're on the final stretch. Marvel's Avengers. Anderson. Why is this on my list? It's on my list. <laughs> so they finally came out with a Spider-Man add-on for Marvel's Avengers after promising it for which, so long. Which makes no sense. Like you, He should have been on there day one. Well, no, it doesn't make any sense anyways. The, the way the game's set up, there's no, there's no web-slinging. There's no, like, there's no reason to have Spider-Man in it. He's actually pretty fun to play as. Really? I've heard nothing but shit. Now, I'm going to bring up the shit that is there. <laughs> I've had fun playing as Spider-Man just because his combo set and his power moves are unique. Yeah. And that's about it. They half-assed the character when it comes to the story. Like, put in the character pass like they did last year, but it's not worth it because almost every costume in the character pass is garbage. The costumes you want, they're astronomically fucking overcharging you for. Yeah. So what do I mean by story? So when they came out with Hawkeye and Kate Bishop and Black Panther, yeah, they actually had full-on stories. He didn't pay for any of it. It was just with it. When you get with Spider-Man, there's no story. None. They even copped out to, when those three characters, when they introduced them, they actually had like a little cinematic to them. Yeah. Spider-Man gets a copped-out comic book cover, but it just falls panel to panel. Hey, you're looking for more of an emotional response. Uh, I know you're not done. For, for me, I'm just like, I don't for care. Because <laughs> this game is dead. I, went, I downloaded it just to try it because I already had it. And it's just dead. This series just pulled a plug. It was dead on arrival, dude. Yeah. That, that game sucked to begin with. It should have never been made. Should never been created as a live service game. a live service game. It doesn't work. Stop a company. Why do you want to keep pushing the shit? Yeah, I mean, stop. Fucking Ubisoft keeps moving more and more to it, and it's just. I think, I think you were going to witness the death of Ubisoft within the next five years. I'd say ten. A little they, more of a stretch. If they keep, yeah, 
I don't know. I think five years. I think within within this generation, you'll see the death of Ubisoft if they continue the way. I think going. the only reason Valhalla sold as well as it did was because of COVID. Let's just, I should add in here that Anderson's probably being a little more conservative about his assessment than I am. Mine is right now, uh, at the time that we did the podcast, a little more emotional. I was pretty pissed off with everything that was happening in the industry. And I still get pretty pissed off just listening to it over again while I'm doing the edit. However, his assessment's probably a little more uh, on the nose and a little more logical uh, than mine. He's probably a little more spot on with uh, if, if Ubisoft doesn't change course and these other companies don't change course on how they treat their gamers, how they treat the industry, how they treat uh, games as a service and e- even just evolving that service into something actually viable eventually they will fail. The The cards will come crumbling down and we're seeing that currently with NFTs and we'll talk about that on the next podcast. Yeah, this is what Miles has been talking about for years now of like the rise of the indies of this is why people are going to indies because these AAA developers just don't, they don't give a shit. They don't, they don't care about what games they're making anymore. They don't care about if it's fun. I mean, on top of that, you have, you they're have using people, them as cash cows. You have, yeah, you have people who, getting, who get hired who have no idea the property they're working on. That happened with you know that happened with Halo Five. I had, fully believe it. They had developers working on that. that had no idea game. who the they had no idea who the fuck Master Chief was. They were thinking Master Chef and we were gonna watch a cooking show. How how the fuck do you work on Halo and not know who Master Chief is? Wow. You know not not to not to bag not like on they you have for, any for actual one. novels out there that you could just pick up one of those writers. Yeah, not to bag <laughs> on you for for wanting to cover the. The Spider-Man release for Marvel's Avengers. It's just it's it's nothing new. Like this, the I just want to bring it up. It, it got drop sucks. It's it's just not worth it. It's yeah. not worth re-downloading. The game's not worth it to begin with. <laughs> just don't play it. So, but that's where I stand on it. Anyways, uh, so moving on to another game that I what used to look forward to, and listeners, I used to be a massive Halo fan. Uh, so Halo Infinite, it is better than I had expected. My expectations were in the shitter after playing the multiplayer. The problem I have with it, listeners, is the fact that the open world, everything about it seems to have been keyed around building the open world. And that's it. Uh, it is Far Cry. It is Halo Far Cry edition. Uh, and when I say Far Cry, it is absolutely Far Cry. You have outposts that you have to take out that become your bases of operation destroy facilities that the bad guys have created in order to make the area safer. And all that does is give you XP in order to increase like what you have, like the things that you have in the game, the stuff that you can, you can get in the game uh, delivered to you, which are weapons, uh, vehicles and stuff like that. And that's the XP system that it uses. On top of that, you have these, uh, boxes that you have to locate that are that contain Spartan cores. These are how you upgrade your equipment on you. That you have to go and find uh, throughout the open world. And uh, I have never had a harder time trying to find skulls in a Halo game than this because it's in the open world. Now the exploration is fun. I enjoy the part the the I enjoy the open world for what it is and the fact that you have this ex, this big area to you know explore in. The thing that I don't appreciate is that there are still times where I go and explore and apparently I'm not supposed to go there yet. If I can access an area, even though it's not opened up in the story, you should let me access it. Sorry. That's that's how open worlds work. Uh, and that's why a lot of the story missions in the game are set up like dungeons. Very 
cookie cutter copy paste. It doesn't start out that way. It starts out pretty promising. You have these cool areas within, within the ring. You have an area where you're in the ship that you have to blow up the ship to get out, stuff like that. Um, this is not really spoiler stuff. This is really early on in the game, but, uh, it quickly, when you gotten, when you get into the open world, it's very much apparent that this is where all of their time went was creating the open world. And that, uh, when you hear, well, they, they spent the last year on polish. Okay. Well, yeah, they needed to spend the last year on polish because I would hate to see what the game was in a state of when it launched or when it was originally supposed to be launched between Craig, the lighting engine, how things were kind of shaping up. It seemed like they needed Discount to Discount Master yeah, Chief Armor. They they yeah, they they desperately needed to put some more polish into the game. So, it's good that they put the polish in. The downside is that this game desperately calls out that it needs co-op, that it was meant for co-op and that you should be playing co-op. That sounds like most most open world shooter games is better in co-op. Yeah, but the fact that you don't have co-op in this is very apparent and you can't help but every time you complete every time you complete an area, every time you complete an objective, you can't help but think to yourself, man, I wish I had co-op. There's also the fact that you can't replay missions. And a lot of people are sitting there going, well, why can't you replay missions? Well, there's a good reason why you can't replay missions. Because so much of it is oriented within the open world, it's almost impossible to set up something where you replay a mission in an open world unless you set it up like Destiny, where these you have marker flags that reset the state of whatever that event was. And that's not capable in this. So you have to just go through the entire story again. Listeners, I'm going to go ahead and stop myself there. Uh, I go on for quite a while about this review and I actually have an updated review in the next podcast. So just know that uh, a more updated version of what I'm saying here is coming. After this, we'll be doing movies and fun stuff. (laughs) We need to do some fun stuff. Yeah. Did you watch 8-Bit Christmas? I didn't get a chance to watch 8-Bit Christmas. Okay, I want to do my best. I, listeners, I watched 8-Bit Christmas on HBO Max. Uh, Loach recommended it. I went ahead and watched it. And man, was that a fantastic movie. It's a very fun, coming-of-age Christmas funny movie. Think uh, Christmas Story, Home Alone, that kind of mindset. It follows this group of kids back in the 80s who want to snag a regular Nintendo. The only kid in town is a douchebag that has a regular Nintendo and he makes all the kids in the neighborhood to try to do things for him so they can play his regular Nintendo and these kids get tired of it and they want to get their own. It's an adventure of them trying to get their own Nintendo. Okay. So it's kind of it's kind of like a Christmas story. Yeah. And it throws all the tropes in there. The power glove is in there. Yeah. And how terrible that thing was. <laughs> all, and it's just this whole ridiculous story these kids trying to get a regular Nintendo. Love the power glove. And it's told like it's told a lot like Christmas Story or Sandlot, where it's uh, Neil Patrick Harris is the adult version of the kid, and he's telling his daughter of like what life was like back then. Yeah, because he won't give his daughter a phone. And you follow the course of this adventure. That actually has I was laughing at quite a few parts. It was pretty well done. Uh, what sucker punched me is near the end of the movie. It started really pulling the heartstrings really well. Yeah, I cried like a little bitch at the end of that movie. <laughs> well, it also had a good connection with you and your own. And family, like, too. as somebody as personal, like the relationship between the father and son was identical. Yeah. I warned my brother to watch the movie. He cried like a little bitch at the end of that movie. Even Jessica was watching when we started crying at the end of that movie. It does the heartstrings pretty well. Gotcha. All right. I really wish this movie was actually in theaters right now. 
Yeah, it's only on HBO Max, right? It's only on HBO Max and like select theaters. This is actually a really well done Christmas movie. Okay. And it keeps to the heart of Christmas because you follow these friends who realize that life is more than just a regular Nintendo. Yeah, I'll have to watch it. Uh, it's it's on my list of. I will. I think even you movie. will need to have a couple of tissues nearby. Oh, I probably. I don't think you're not going to be at my level, I can, but I think you're going to need. I a can few. cry to drop a hat. So. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean that. It sounded like it was a lot of fun. So, and it, I saw the trailer. I remember seeing the trailer and going, "What the fuck? How did I? How did I miss this?" Uh, and I've been watching some great movies back to back. After that, I watched <clears> this one. I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, I was tearing up at the end of that movie. Ghostbusters Afterlife is a true sequel. Yeah, it was a great movie. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. So, listeners, uh, I highly recommend watching Eight Big Christmas this season. If you have a HBO Max or you need to get a trial, I would. Pick up the trial for this movie. I recommend it. Yeah, why not? You're you're gonna have eight bit Christmases this month. You have the Matrix coming out on uh, HBO Max this month. Why not? Yeah. yeah, get it for a month. Um, you know, Santa Inc. Not worth it. <laughs> but that show I watched. Okay, so listeners, I wasn't gonna do a review on it, but I'll go ahead and do a review on it because I only watched three episodes. I watched the first three episodes. That show is trash. It is garbage. I have no interest. Uh it was. It wasn't funny. It wasn't good in any way. And now listeners, now keep in mind, I'm not a fan of, of Seth Rogen. I don't like a lot of his movies. I think he's not, I don't think he's very funny. And, uh, this movie is very much just full of agenda and bullshit. And oh, they the, add real world politics to it. It's, it's a feminist agenda. It's about uh, all Santa Claus, all Santa Clauses have been nothing dudes. but white guys. And the board for, uh, Santa Inc is, run by a bunch of big fat white guy or well, not all of them fat, but a bunch of white guys. And they make a very big point of saying that it's a bunch of white guys in control and that it's about time. A woman got in control. It's He-Man all over again. And uh, I love how Seth Rogen has been playing the victim and, and Sarah Silverman have been trying to promote that. uh, Oh, well, you know, anybody who doesn't like it, they're using the same old bullshit defenses. Listeners, anybody who doesn't like it is, uh, uh, a, a bigot, a sexist, and a racist. And I think that's funny coming from two white people who are rich in Hollywood and think that power needs to be taken away from the white man. <laughs> coming from a white executive or a white, a white, white executive producer and writer and actor. Okay. So takes, takes yeah. a look at mirror. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you pull up that, you pull up that ladder right behind you, asshole. <laughs> You climbed up that tower. Uh, make sure nobody yeah, else can get up there. Unless you put your money where your mouth at. Make sure nobody else can get up there. Uh, I don't see you stay. Yeah, I don't see Seth Rogen stepping down and handing over the reins to anybody else of color, giving over writing or uh, main writing or anything over to uh, to a bunch of women. Nope, it's over to his friends and then his friends who who are terrible writers yeah, as well. Kind of like uh, it. sounds very similar or similar to uh, Sausage Party. Oh yeah. oh yeah, it's made by the same fucking guys listeners made by the same guys as Sasha's party. So if you thought that was funny, man, go for it. You know what? That's why uh, I like happy Madison. I films. watched Sasha's party years ago and it's terrible. It wasn't funny. Anything that was funny was in the trailers and that's all there was. That's how bad the show is. The show is not good. And it got renewed. It got renewed for a second season because you know, fuck whoever, who, who's it under people thinks Is it like Netflix. Hulu? No, it's, it's HBO max. This HBO oh. max. You guys desperately need a thumbs up or thumbs down, some kind of voting system. 
so that you can so that you know what your viewers actually like because just because people watched it doesn't, doesn't mean, mean they'll, they'll watch like a second season. No. That's why Cowboy Bebop was canceled. Right now fans are petitioning because HBO Max is considering doing a second season of Swamp Thing. Okay. That first season was fucking awesome. Yeah. And there's nothing above it. Probably because they didn't have enough viewers. Maybe like I I that's one of those things where I think that was one of the shows that did a character justice. Yeah. So listeners, we had re- we had talked about it really quick. We had we had given our review on our views on uh, Cowboy Bebop live action, and uh, that was canceled. That's no longer going to get a season two. Um, so if you were hoping for a season two or had started watching it, know that it is an open ended ending. And uh, if you want the actual story for Cowboy Cowboy Bebop, just go watch the anime. The the live action isn't worth it in the end. Go watch the anime if you want to know what the actual story is with how the ending, what it actually ends like. That's that's the only way you're going to get because you watch the show, then you watch the movie, you're good to go. And uh, the live action isn't getting a season two because the viewership for one wasn't very high and the amount of down votes for Cowboy Bebop was apparently pretty astronomical. And, uh, that was that that's not just including the people who didn't watch the show. That's including people who watched the show. So, uh, so if you're thinking, Oh, it's just fans downvoting the show. Nope. There were plenty of people who watched the show who downvoted it like me on the final episode. It was just meh. But since I don't get a meh vote in Netflix, if I can, if I can only do, I wish they would bring or, back or the stars. Vote, I'm going to do a down vote for something that's meh because yeah. I'm not going to watch it again. So, uh, anyways, going on to other reviews, I watched Kuma 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 Bear. Dude, um, that is so OP with that suit. <laughs> that's so OP, right? Like uh, all she has to do is like it's really funny to me because it seems like all she has to do is just put bear in front of a word. I saw what you mean, like with a retired bro, she just gives up on real life. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so the show doesn't do a good job of explaining this, but evidently she actually is in that world. Yeah, like she's no longer in the it. she's no longer in the real world. Like she she's not sitting on her bed with a with a so headset on. Anymore. In this world, people put on a v- VR headset and go into an MMO. But at some point, it transitions to that uh, they permanently live in the. Yeah, it MMO. doesn't explain that, and it yeah. doesn't explain that, listeners. It doesn't give you any kind of explanation when that happens. But you just have to kind of accept the fact that now she just lives in this world. Because I was so confused when she started eating food and she could taste it. I was like, "You're in a VR simulation. You can't taste anything. What the fuck?" It's not like Infinite Dodendron, uh, which is, uh, or or uh, where you play in this world but you actually live in the real world this one is where she's she's play, been playing in a in a fake world she kind of shuns reality yeah when you first watch the first couple episodes yeah. it's clearly a difference between world world and fictional yeah. world she shuns reality and then now she just lives in this reality or in this uh vr simulation well it makes it unique and why it's called kuma 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 bear is her suit yeah so <laughs> This girl gets sucked into this world. She gets offered from what she thinks is the divs. Uh, or the she, video game a, a, gods. The video game gods. A uh, The offer of a, you know, to choose from a chest that she can take into a private world that's been set up so that she can go in and have have new adventures and stuff like that. But she's been given the opportunity of, before she goes into those world, of choosing an, a prize essentially from a chest. 
and she opens up a chest and it's a bear suit and it's a ridiculous looking it's a bear onesie suit. bear suit yeah <laughs> uh with with puppet bear hands um or yeah she's got sock puppet <laughs> she's hands. Got sock puppet hands um so she puts it on. She's like, she's kind of disappointed at how it looks and stuff like that, but it's so OP. It's stupid. It like, makes her she a apparently God. Was, She yeah. apparently was pretty much OP in, in the old world she was in, but in this new one, she's basically just a God. Um, she can do tons of crazy stuff. And basically all it takes is just her putting bear in front of a word. And suddenly she yeah. has an ability. Yeah. Yeah. Bear fire, bear tunnel, uh, bear ice, <laughs> bear. Ice. <laughs> it's all, it's all very, very, very bear oriented. Uh, which was, I was gonna laugh my ass off if you find out one of the video game gods is a panda, something, yeah, yeah. like it's just it, but it's it's a very cute story, it's very fun, it's uh, very you know, very lighthearted for the most part. It is kid oriented, um, very few bad words. There are some situations that are probably a little more teen, like more teen, preteen appropriate, but if you're you know if you have a kid I, I feel like if you have a kid and you're willing to watch it with them to explain anything that they don't understand you you know it's it's not a bad family show it's a good it's a good show uh the relationship between her and the girl the, the little girl it's very much like you know her big sister little sister you know, big sister little sister so it's you know it's a fun show it was a good time i enjoy it i watch it with gremlin so that's how i know it's family friendly yeah, I've been watching animes with my uh, my gremlin, and it's because nowadays shows kind of suck. Like animes, where kid, it's at. yeah, a lot of kids shows suck. They're not really good for kids, or they like, try to introduce things that. And I try to, and I and I'm one of those parents that I will watch something for a few episodes before letting her watch it. Yeah, like I, there's a few good gems out there. Bluey is a really good one. A lot of yeah. people don't know about that one. But that's a really good one. I've, I've been watching anime because there's not much out there. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff I've been putting on for my daughters, I've been putting on the old school stuff. That's something on HBO Max I like is they have a Saturday morning cartoon section. Yeah, but we've been watching Jetsons, old school. Yeah, getting to watch, getting to watch old school stuff like that. That's great. That's stuff that we grew up with. It's you know, it's pretty pretty wholesome. Every now and then, as an adult, you catch a more an adult oriented joke in there that's kind of thrown there for the parents, but. And I've watched some of the new stuff. My problem with the new stuff nowadays is they try to interject adult politics and the shows for kids yeah i mean they try to they want to introduce like gender uh, the and, latest episode of sesame street was a big red flag which one so essentially big bird's grandma has to take him to the doctor's office so he can get a covid oh vaccine. yeah get the covid vaccine yeah and then there's another one a now puppet a, yeah a puppet <laughs> and then there was another episode after this is the episode that really i was like oh my god they ruined like this is not for kids is that yeah. Bert and Ernie are in a same-sex relationship. So they're now officially gay puppets? Yeah. All right, well. And I'm like, you know, they were supposed to be just puppets. We don't need to be introducing to our children. That's the parents' responsibility to do that for the children. Not we don't, need, TV we don't show. need the puppets to be in a relationship to begin with. You need to have Sesame Street stay as, you know, educational for kids to help them learn their numbers, their yeah. alphabet, and how to properly treat your friends. Looks like when they introduced that puppet that had AIDS. Oh yeah, there's, there's all fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's just world's gone crazy. Yeah, world's gone crazy. We need to introduce. There's all a reason why anime and manga have a huge uptake in sales. Yep. Unless in America, not, he's not exaggerating. That's a Matt when he when he says it, a huge uptake. Uh, manga right now is outselling. There are single franchises of manga, and I mean like uh like demon or like Demon Slayer 
that are outselling the entirety of all of U.S. comics. There's only two U.S. comics that are selling right now. And it's Ninja Turtles and Spawn. Yep. And Spawn's all back issues, if I think, if I remember right. Most of them are, yeah. Unless there's before anybody jumps in and says, oh, that's not true. DC and uh, Marvel have been posting that they've been getting really good numbers. Uh, no, they've been posting that they've been getting really good numbers from publishing of back issues and some of the manga that they actually publish. It's not their comics. Their comics are not selling and they don't want to admit that. If you think I'm lying, go check out Eric July, Young Rippa. He talks about it a lot, a little bit too much in my opinion sometimes, but the guy knows his shit and he knows the industry and he's watching the industry and he can tell you hands down. And I've looked it up. Manga is beating the shit out of us comics. That includes when they're the publishers for it. It's still beating their own comics. That's why they had to switch over to publishing some manga because they can't sell their own shit here. They can't sell their own shit in the U S because they keep fucking over their fan base by creating ridiculous characters, ridiculous storylines that everybody's going, this is just some agenda bullshit. I don't care about. Give me my, give me my characters back. Give me the stories that actually were fun. Create something fun. If you're going to create a character that's gay, trans, whatever, create a new character, but you don't want to do that because that creates work. That means you actually have to put the time in to build up a character and actually make a character. They can't instantaneously inherit everything from the previous one that they'd be stealing from. That's why they're, that's why they keep doing this listeners. That's why they keep changing characters over is because they need to try and bake in that fan base. Because if that character doesn't have a fan base, they have to build one up and they don't want to put that time in anymore. Cause that would require work and creativity, which they don't have. And then in the instances where you do have those cases where they actually do put in the uh, work and create a new character, most people don't buy it. Why? Because that's not their target audience. Their target audience, if they, if they create these characters, their target audience are people who don't buy comics for the most part or don't make up enough of the populace. You, you can't cater to everybody. Everybody knows that. That's how, that's how demographics work. So if you're selling your comics for one group and not another, you have to go with the larger group. You have to go with what the larger group wants. That's just fucking marketing, which they're now just shunning. They're now just shunning marketing. (laughs) Fucking last hundred years of learning about marketing and how marketing works, and they just want to shun all of it. That makes total fucking sense. Good job. Keep it up. Ignore all the statistics. That should tell you something. Vargo was never an anime watcher. I was not. I was not an anime watcher at all. <laughs> Another thing I've noticed too. I think if I got double check my my uh, notes that I was doing on my own, Funimation has now caught up in subscriptions to Hulu. That's surprising. Yeah. Hulu actually has a lot of shit from Funimation on there, so people are finding out. Oh, Funimation has their own service. I sh- I can go there for more of this. So they're going to Funimation. And that's that's how I ended up getting Funimation account. I was watching stuff on Hulu and I was like Funimation. I'm like, like Funimation. That sounds really familiar. I think I've seen an app for that. And I'm cheating because <laughs> I'm using Vargo's account, but apparently I think I'm the only one. No, maybe Miles. Miles is using it. Uh, Loach has access to it. I don't think he's using it because Loach is a douche and doesn't watch anime. Well, if we told him there was a baseball one, he might watch it. There's actually tons of baseball ones. <laughs> well, tell him it's MLB the anime. Yeah. 
There's actually mm-hmm. there's actually a bunch of them that are kind of like uh, sports oriented. Yeah, sports oriented. There's one that's kind of like Sandlot. I think I just saw one of the day for boxing. I didn't touch it though. Uh, so yeah, listeners, uh, anime. Sorry, anime is where it's at. Anime and manga are kind of kicking the shit out of U.S. comics and uh, and cartoons. So and for good reason. So my next one to, to bring up is gamers. Gamers is an anime on Funimation that is. It's about a kid who in is loves video games and he loves all kinds of video games. He he, but it starts out with him looking at buying a dating simulator. I've never been into like dating simulator or anything. I've like that. seen them, but I never I've, played I've one. Played one on Steam that was a free, and they're just too weird <laughs> for me. But that's just me. And in some cases, I found out some dating simulators that they create are actually tie-ins to animes that complete the shows. Like they're the the tor uh the uh Toradora that I recommended a long time ago. Uh that's a comedy. It's listeners, don't get me wrong. Not all anime has like appropriate or has like appropriate or correct uh assumptions of how relationships should work, but some of them do it out of comedy. So some of them they they have like a you know abusive relationships just for laughs. Uh but Toradora actually has an anime that tie or has a or a dating sim that ties into the anime that ends out the story and if you end out the story and it's supposedly it's it's canonical uh if you end out the story in the anime or in the sorry the the game it ends where it tells you what happens to the two main characters at the end of the game uh there's a couple of things like that uh, it's kind of like how they finish out some stories in light novels versus you know finish them all out in uh, manga so if they can pull it off in a light novel they'll go into that but uh this kid is into all kinds of gaming. He's trying to get a dating simulator and he's sitting there and he's, he's looking at games and trying to decide between the two of them. And he's making comparisons. It sounds very internally kind of like how gamers think on what they're thinking about when they're buying, when they're buying games. And the character ends up being interrupted by a girl from his school. Who's one of the most popular and beautiful girls at school. Uh, who's there at the gaming store. And he doesn't realize she's into gaming too. And it turns out she's actually the, starter of a gaming club at their school and uh, she tries to recruit him so the story is about the fact that he when he goes in there he finds out they're more competitive gamers and he's not really into that he's into just enjoying games for what they are and he turns her down and what's funny is the result of him turning her down and stuff like that results in her liking him even more because people always kind of fawned over her and given her whatever she wants and he's the first person to be like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so it creates the, like, it's, it's kind of a fun teen, like teen drama back and forth. It's a comedy, um, you know, a lot of misunderstandings between relationships and people around them get confused as to whether or not some people are in a relationship or others. Uh, so it, it's an enjoyable show. I'm hoping that they're going to come out with a season two. Cause I'd like to see the story wrap up, but it's fun. It's a good, uh, it's a good comedy. Miles and I watched it. We enjoyed it. Uh, the other one that we have been watching is Eden Zero listeners. And we told you guys a long time ago that Eden Zero was finished and I was way off. I didn't know that they were actually taking a break and finishing up the season with the uh, the anime. They were just making the last episode. So they posted another 13 episodes on there. So you have the rest of the season available on Netflix. So if you're uh, interested in finishing up uh, Eden Zero, it is available on Netflix. And I actually recommend it. It's a cool story so far. And it's a lot of fun. I caught up to Vargo and Cabanari. Yeah? 
and I want more. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I'm hoping for a second. I'm hoping I want for more. One. Yeah. Uh, I was laughing because they had like a little dance scene at the end of it. Yep. But I want more. Uh, I thought that was a well done villain. Oh yeah. It was something a little bit different this time. Not your stereotypical villain. You're like you're not too sure if like he's gonna turn to being back to being a good guy or if he's just gone off the deep end. Yep. Yeah, the the whole thing with Cabinari, like you have Cabinari in the Iron Fortress, and then you have the the sequel. Uh two different villains in it, but it's all very well done. It's really really well or really well animated. Um, and it's a cool universe and you want to see, like, it ends up leaving you with like, all right, well, I want to see more. I, I want to see more. Is. I want to so. see how the iron zombies were made. Yep. They don't really tell you. Nope. You just left out in the open. Yeah. It's, it, uh, it's there was a, a few cool twists universe. I actually didn't see coming. Huh? There was a heart wrenching twist in the first part. Yeah. Kabinari. I, it's not for kiddos. Nope. <laughs> but if you want to watch a new take on a zombie story, I would highly recommend it. Yeah, and if uh, you're looking for a good comedy, uh, still recommend uh, Konosuba. Yeah, if you're looking for another one, did you watch? Did you guys watch uh, By the Grace of Gods? Uh, I started it. I'm only three episodes in. Okay. I that's, started that, and then that's I... That's a good one for you and Gremlin. We started watching Kumo uh, Kumo Kumo Bear. Yeah. And then on my own right now, I am, I am on the final season of Castlevania. I'm halfway through it. Okay. Josiah yeah. and I are in the same place right now. On uh, season four? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. We uh, did that, and then we finished the current season of uh, My Hero Academia, and thank God something finally happens. Josiah and I are, are suckers for long-term series for some reason, but we've been dude. watching My Hero Academia. I actually relatively like the show because it's the closest thing I that I, I want. It just makes me laugh because it makes me think of a conversation yeah. that Nicole and Loach were having with me. Yeah. And... uh so Alexandra has been uh, like she's been forcing Nicole to watch My Hero Academia, yeah. and Nicole is not big in anime. And there are only certain ones I would ever recommend to her. But her daughter, she's doing it for her daughter. God bless her, and uh, she's watching it, and it's just like she's just not really into it. And I'm like, it goes, would you have recommended that to her? I was like, dude, I wouldn't recommend that show to fucking anyone. <laughs> And then, and then uh, I'm laughing to myself because I was like, maybe Anderson. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, why? I was like, well, it's really long, so it's just funny to have him start another long series. And two, I'm like, it's probably something you'd actually enjoy. Yeah, I actually enjoy it. I think it's unique in the superhero powers. Uh, I wish X-Men was kind of done this way. Okay. Why I say thank God is that there's been a very slow build on the villains because when you watch the show, when you get into it, it goes from two different perspectives. You're following the bad guys and you follow the good guys. And on the bad guys, what I mean when I think something happened is the bad guys are finally, it's starting to spill up to this major fight coming. Okay. I personally feel like it's going to be the end of the series kind of final build. Okay. Yeah, that show has hundreds of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm surprised. I'm not surprised you started it, but... I've been watching for a couple of years. That's pretty funny. But at least, yeah, at least it's something you've been watching for a while. That's why I refuse to watch One Piece because, oh my God, I saw it was like 3,000 episodes. <laughs> no. I laughed so hard when he said you had started that. I was like, are you stupid? I was halfway tempted to see if there's like a YouTube video where you can watch like a season in 20 minutes. Because I tried to watch it and it's, it's more of the uh, late 90s, early 2000s anime and it's just 
Yeah. You could skip so much just to get to the plot points. Yeah, I got it. There's so much filler, it's not not even funny. Listeners, thank you for putting up with Vargo. Yeah, I appreciate it. Please go on Facebook, like us on Facebook. If you want to get rid of your social media, we highly recommend it because it'll probably be healthier for you or probably feel better about it. And, uh, you know, if uh, you're tired about the uh, crazy in the world, but you're okay with our crazy, tell, tell your friends about our crazy. It's the only way we get around. This is Vargo. With Anderson. Keep on geeking on. We're out. I believe I can see the future.